This is the Gore Club Podcast with Steve Vessel, Derek Sturgeon, and Death Metal Dave. Actually, it wasn't out there. The game port was 96. 95. When did Timothy McVeigh kill those fucks? 94? <sighs> Fuck, I don't know. Is that his, he's like, he's pre-OJ, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think it's pre-OJ. Unabomber. You want Unabomber or Timmy, uh, McVeigh? Timothy McVeigh? McVeigh. Oh. Think, I'm pretty sure he's pre-OJ, right? He's like right before it. Because I think like that happened, like, you know, like Timothy McVeigh happened to white people. are like, fuck, we're fucked again. And then OJ, they're like, oh, blacks took it back. And there's like this race war. Because I, I, my grandma used to say shit like that. <laughs> what? Sure that's how white people uh, were. Oh, oh my God. Everybody's grandparents are racist. Uh, Unless you got Not mine. Kid. Really? You no. don't think so ever in their whole lives? I mean, they adopted an Amer- Native American girl, and you could, you could be. I mean, that's like, like that's racist. Donald Trump adopted probably a Native American girl. Yeah, but uh, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't tolerate that's that. That's his shit. wife, right? I don't know. Uh, they don't keep up. He sends the emails. He sends me though. They like he, Donald Trump sends you emails. Well, I sign up for everybody's email campaign, <laughs> and because uh, I want to know, I want to know how you talk to your people, and that's the only way you can actually know. And dude, they went from being like borderline racist, just kind of like undercover racist, like about the wall. To just blatantly like thugs in capital letters on anytime you're referring to anyone that's not like right wing white thugs every single fucking time now. It's insane. Like it's blatant racism now. It's crazy. It's the craziest shit I've ever seen. And it's so funny though, because like, you know, I've followed all these different people and Bernie Sanders, every email is just like, this is what we're going to do to help the people, the people. And then this whole year, it's especially with the virus and shit, it's always about the people. He has sent one email out, which was today talking shit about Trump. But it was like, hey, this shit scares me type of email. You know, Biden usually is the same way. He doesn't really focus on Trump too much. Focuses on, on, hey, vote for me. But then you get the Trump's emails and it's just like, he never tells you what he can do for you. It's always everyone else is a thug. Everyone else is going to ruin the world. Your city is going to burn unless you vote for me. Yeah, like the whole like, this is what Biden's America would look like. And be like, motherfucker, this is exactly your this is America. Your America. Yeah. yeah. This is what you've created. Good That's, job, buddy. Because when he, you know, I like, I didn't play devil's advocate out loud. I don't like being that white guy. But when he got voted in, I was hoping, I was like, maybe this is all just a weird ruse. And maybe he's just playing the game to be president. And he's really just not going to fucking do shit. But instead, he went like fucking super villain on me. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, I was it's, hoping it's, it was Andy Kaufman. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, what's his alternate, uh, his alter ego, uh, Tony Clifton. Yeah, no, I was hoping it was Andy, it was a long con by Andy Kaufman. Okay, like yeah. he gets elected, he takes off his wig and be like, "I'm Andy Kaufman." Oh my god! Or like the, it was like <laughs> the little rascals much. in a suit, like yeah. when they stacked up to be taller. <laughs> Fuck. That's uh, all. That's why his ass is so weird. His body goes like that. Cause it's just the, it's the little rascals. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like four of them inside of a coat going. Hey, hey man, you woman say. haters. Uh, we gotta quit letting the racist one be on top. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, put buckwheat up there. Oh, Jesus he got, fuck. Well, he got shot. We are recording. Oh, oh. <laughs> and we're on. Oh my god. Oh. Everybody turned us off because I was on the Little Rascals rant. <laughs> little Rascals, oh the most God. proper Little Rascals rant. They're uh, very uh, pre what we're going to talk about today, though. What year was the Little Rascals? Like 1940s and shit? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, today we're in 1980. 40s and 50s. Yeah. Specifically 1980, not not the whole 80s. Just 1980. <laughs> yeah. We decided we're going to do uh, yearly things instead of trying to cover a whole decade because that's rough in an hour and a half. 
So yeah, lots of things happened in 1980. We yeah. landed on uh, we, uh, the 40th well, anniversary of 1980. Well, let's do some intros here. Uh, welcome to the Gore Club podcast. I'm Steve. Death Metal Dave. I'm Derek. And Dave's going to tell us about things the year that of 1980. Things that happened in 1980 that don't have anything to do with horror. Yeah, they don't have anything to do with horror. But, but we're going to get into the horror aspect after this little the, rant. The Rubik's Cube was oh, like, made. Fuck yeah. Mount St. Helens erupted. Did you ever cheat on a Rubik's Cube and like, you know, switch the stickers around yeah. and shit? Yes, yeah, I did. I'd be like, hey, I'm so smart. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I don't think I'm, I may have, but I don't I don't think I really if gave If you wanted shit. to be a winner, that's what you would do. Yeah. You know, post-it notes were made. Uh, let's see. Mm, John cool. Lennon was shot. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> you gotta, Fuck him. Are we going to find out something about you and John Lennon? Oh, oh man. I'm not a fan. Uh, he's the one I liked. Well, no. Sorry, uh, Beatles fans. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, definitely. Sorry, Beatles fans. Sorry, Beatles fans. But you know, John Wayne Gacy was. You can't uh, beat any more women when you're dead. Yeah, I guess. Good point. Or, 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 yeah, and you know what? He, he I just did. got disconnected. Everybody no. just hung up. They're like, "Fuck, fuck this show now." I've heard many stories. Yeah, and I just said you could hang up on a podcast. George Harrison rules. Okay, there we go. That's yeah, cool. I like yeah. him. John Wayne Gacy was sentenced to death. John Wayne Gacy. Maybe he killed John Lennon. Wouldn't that be a what? The... <laughs> He's the something? one that had Catcher in the Rye in the basement. With the 30 bodies of children. Yeah, or John Gacy young men. Was in the 33. 90s. 33 of them. 33. Fuck John Wayne. Gacy. And you look at the popular films, and none of the films that we're about to talk about. Was Bozo on, on TV that. at the time? Popular, yes. popular during, films. During John Gacy's time? John, Bozo the Clown was on TV, yeah. You think he had remorse? I like think he I thought think, he did it. I think Gacy, you know, was able to kill more people because of Bozo being on TV. <laughs> God damn it. So, Probably. So, in a way, it's Bozo's fault. It's kind of Bozo's fault, for real. I don't know which Bozo at that point, but fuck it. All say, of them. Let's blame them. They all look creepy. Cookie. All it was cookie. It was cookie. Definitely cookie. cookie. Both of the Clown was a TV show that was like a children's TV show that was on early in the day. And uh, I fucking loved it because I was waiting for the grand prize game. Yeah. I would try to set up the little games at my house to like mimic that yeah. show and never worked. My Train. grandma would help. She's a sweetheart. Good for her. But yeah, fucking stupid. I was a stupid kid. What else, Dave? I would have got I would have went right into Gacy's house is what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh man! Oh God! For yeah, sure. he seems so charming. Let's play the heat. You want to do the magic trick? Fuck yeah! Uh, I'll, I'll put the handcuffs on. You look nice. Party. You <laughs> <laughs> seem like a nice guy. I mean, there was lots of stuff to cover, but I mean, Reagan was elected. Boo. <laughs> hey, the MGM Grand Hotel caught on fire. That was great. That's cool. This is like when my kids are like scrolling through their phones trying to tell me something. They just they say random shit. Like, oh, hey, man, I don't, I don't, none of this has anything to do with what we're talking oh about tonight. God. But the, the popular films of that year, according to this, were Empire Strikes Back, Superman 2, 9 to 5, Raging Bull, and Coal Miner's Daughter. And we're not going to talk about any of those. Actually, those are all pretty awesome movies. I don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I know all of them. I've, yeah. I've never seen Coal Miner's Daughter, though. I don't. Sissy Spacek is. Uh, oh, that bitch. Yeah, from Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> She's great in that movie. Uh, and actually, uh, was it Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah. So his, uh, it's a good movie. Raging Bull's more my thing. Raging Bull's the shit. Same Raging cinematographer from The Lost Boys. Yeah. Well, you know, Raging Bull's a better movie. <laughs> it's true. And no, no Corey Feldman. Oh, I can't wait to get to that episode. But let's, uh, let's ignore all this shit that mattered in the 80s and let's go to the horror genre. Right. Because nobody get, appreciates the horror genre. Nobody appreciates... Well, you know what? 80s... You know, 1980 ended up being a pretty fucking good year, though. Uh, once I started going through it and seeing, like, everything that came out then, I'm yeah. like, oh, holy shit. Didn't know most of you came out at that time. Good for you. <laughs> and there were quite a few that I was like, oh, I thought that came out another year, yeah. or there were movies that I thought came out in 1980 that didn't, so... Yeah. yeah. And I appreciate that you put the list in alphabetical order. That's... um. 
I like you guys. Except Kinda. for the very, very bottom towards the end. I got like The Shining, The Fog, Friday the 13th. Those are just obvious. The ones obvious. that every fucking buddy knows. Do they know that? They should. And if they don't, they should get the fuck off this podcast. Maybe they're, <laughs> maybe they're trying to be educated. Okay, I'm sorry. Come back. Sometimes maybe they're new to the genre and they're like, oh, Gore Club podcast. I could probably learn some things. And in two minutes in, get the fuck out. <laughs> you motherfuckers. You fucking posers. Everything, everything short of shit. posers. Yeah. Fucking posers. You probably got your shirt from fucking Hot Topic. That's like sixth grade shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. So we start off. We'll just start alphabetically. The first movie up there is Alligator. 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 Man. What well, can you tell it. us about Alligator if you want to talk about Alligator? I don't really want to talk about it, but there's a giant alligator in it. It's actually pretty well done. Uh, I cannot remember the director. Um, damn it. I just went blank on that film. But I actually liked the film because it was the uh, the effects were actually pretty good for what, they, for what they had. I haven't seen that since like, you know, TV when I was like seven. Kid, but is it said like fucking New alligator York down the or, toilet because it's not you know you can't have this yeah. and then it, it spawns in three years and it spawns it, it it grows in like three or four years and it becomes the monster because it's like I think it feeds on these uh, these animals that have been tested on in a fact you know in a chemistry factory whatever the fuck and uh, and then it grows into immense sizes it's like thirty it's like Jaws movie I think I remember alligator in the too. sewer alligator two I think I remember alligator two could you, could you imagine what would happen if like everything you flushed down a toilet as a kid came back as a monster holy shit man stormtroopers would be huge the world would be fucked there would be so many like GI Joes and giant like guns and shit <laughs> yeah. just Legos everywhere uh, yeah I got yeah, a lot of trouble lots for that Legos condoms oh yeah I don't think you're supposed tampons. To those. tampons would be massive they would just absorb all the bad shit in the world that's kind of cool magazines which is weird I try to, I, flush to magazines. I, to, I remember one time like I was worried that my mom's gonna find my playboys I was freaking out oh my so god I got in trouble at school <laughs> you flushed that, them like bad drugs yeah I knew I, like I got in trouble at school that day and I was like fuck if I put in the garbage can she's gonna look and I was like, I can't leave the house. If I go too far away from the house, that's going to be obvious. So I, I ripped them. I kept wadding them up and just flushing them. I probably fucked up so many pipes with that. Whoa. But if that would have like grew like giant Playboy models, like 11-year-old me. Oh, 50, attacking lost, the 50-foot yeah, uh, pinup. Yeah. Lost yeah. his mind. That would be a good movie. Hell yeah. Some at, kid just flushing That is a movie. And they remade it in the uh, in the 90s, I think, with uh, fucking, was it? Uh, was it uh, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid? <laughs> no, it's actually like the 50-foot pinup. <laughs> Uh, it's like a Roger Corman film, and they remade oh, it. Of course, it is. Yeah, so it's like a woman on strings and shit. No, it's actually you know not a beautiful woman. Did you like alligator? Lots of crotch shots. Was alligator one of your favorite monster films? No, it was. You're into those big creature. Fucks? I do like the big, ridiculous, you know, kaiju and smaller monster, you know, giant monster movies. Uh, it wasn't one of my favorites. Uh, it's just one of those films that I, I liked as a kid. I saw it on TNT, and it was cool. But uh, let's get to altered states. Altered, yeah. bro. Altered States. Fuck it. I had nothing to say about it. Oh my god, that movie, Dave. You got. I was pull waiting that for up, one man. of you guys. I was waiting for one of you guys to go off on some Altered State chicks. I thought this is more up your alley. It's not my thing. Oh, it's such a psychedelic, fucked up horror film, and it the, is a uh, psychedelic. And the uh, effects originally were done by the same guy who helped uh, make Star Wars. So it's like John Dykstra, I think. Um, I think he left the project after a while, but. Uh, the, the effects are amazing. The story is kind of, it's, it's okay. It's about a scientist who uh, wants to like, it was a, a, the, um, experiment. What do you call those tanks right. that you get into and you just like, like the uh, deprivation, deprivation tanks? Yeah. 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 Sensory deprivation. Yeah. And Dave, what do you got on there? Nothing. 
I thought you were pulling it up for us. Oh, no, I'm looking. I'm, I haven't I'm seen that movie in like like forever. Forever. I have not seen that film in forever, but I remember it's, it's I think it's John, uh, John Hurt's first, first film. Um, I'm a big fan of John Hurt, except for the Dune uh, remake. John, John Hurt. Oh, I thought you said John Hurt. I was about to get mad. Okay. I got, no, not I John Hurt. Yeah, John Hurt. Fucking Hurt me. It's kind of funny. Like on this board, I don't know shit until like way later. I like this. Yeah, I mean, I like making you guys talk. I can just sit here and watch the show. There are quite a few films up here that I've I may have seen like once, and then just ne- I don't just even never know thought about them again. I don't even know what the movie Under Altered States is. Asparagus? What's that say? <laughs> Anthropophagus. Anthropophagus. Uh, that's that? one of those. If you're if you are a bland American accent, you have no idea how to pronounce it. It was a video nasty. It was oh, okay. Uh, it's an cool. Italian film. Um, it was just one of those ones like you can't see this, but then you'd go to the video store and it was like banned in 37 countries except yours. Here you go. Well, that's all bullshit marketing. Though. Yeah, that's one of the ones I've never seen. But uh, one of my friends, uh, he's got a bunch of VHS copies of it, and I've found out that that movie is worth a lot of money. Depending yeah, on the which, VHS copy is. You know, there was one that sold on eBay a couple weeks ago for eight hundred dollars. Yeah, that. So that means it's like a real piece of shit then, because that's how <laughs> that's how horror VHS works. Like the biggest worthless like piece of shit. The hardest to find. Is the ones that are the hardest to find because yeah. nobody bought them when they came out. Yeah. So there's like six of them. And they yeah. go for like a thousand dollars each. That's kind of how like it is when it comes to collect anything. It's like you hope this one Star Wars action figure doesn't do well, so that you have the one, yeah, or the one that nobody wants. Like, well, now they just fuck you because NECA puts shit out and all the flippers get a hold of it. So, oh, good point. That's why like that's what like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right now and like some of the more random horror stuff. You can get Friday the Thirteenth figures for days though. You need <laughs> so if you need all your Jasons. They're fucking everywhere. That and Godzilla. So much Godzilla. Yeah, man. I know. I remember when uh, that was a thing. It was hard to get. Like, I've got an old Godzilla yeah. figure over here in the corner, and I was like, holy fuck, this is amazing. And then... Dude, there's a new Godzilla, like, every month Every now. month, yeah. and it's like a different variant of the same one. It's like the comic books of the 90s, where it's just a different cover. Yeah, they just throw some paint on him right. and say it's from a different movie. It's like, this is Godzilla when he went through lava. <laughs> this is Godzilla taking a bath. <laughs> this is Godzilla at Red Lobster. I like He's it. got sauce on his face. I want that one. Cheddar he gets some good cheddar biscuits. <laughs> yeah, the cheddar biscuits are Red Lobster. Accessory. Um, okay, well, let's get to the boogeyman. It's actually something to talk about. This is also the the the, de- the 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 beginning of the decade of the slasher film. The boom was like definitely you know Black Christmas, Halloween, but it wasn't until 1980 that we got like four slashers right in a row, and the boogeyman was one of them. As an Italian production, and uh, it's also the kind of the year, the, the beginning of the years of uh, people, Americans, looking at Italian films like as like they should have been like art. Yeah, well, this is guy. This year has like two of my favorite Argento and Fulci movies. Oh, fuck so, yeah, uh, City of the Living Dead. Yeah, and Inferno. Inferno is my one of my favorite Argento films. Period. Oh, um, but we can talk about uh, cannibal. It's also the beginning of the cannibal Holocaust, cannibal, uh, you know, apocalypse. Uh, well, you see, I don't know anything about cannibal apocalypse, but was that was it called Eaten Alive originally? Is that the one that's Eaten Alive? That's one of those things is like so many Italian films have been renamed. So you're like, oh, I've seen Eaten Alive. You're like, was this the Toby Hooper movie? Is this the cannibal movie? Because 1980 it, has right. a Eaten Alive. And I thought that was also cannibal apocalypse, but I might be way off on that. I don't know. Well, there's cannibal Ferox. There's so many different cannibal films. Yeah. Um, I can't actually remember right now because we're just kind of zooming through all my brain. Okay, there's Eden, Eden Alive's a different director, so okay. I yeah, that's the Umberto Lindsay uh, cannibal yeah, film. Okay, yeah, but that's also like an Italian movie, right? Oh, it is, yeah, yes. Okay, cool. Cannibal Holocaust. But you're not wrong as thinking that some of those are called Eaten Alive just because it, it's Italian. You know? I get so mixed up on all of it, man. Hello, let, 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 mean, uh, let, uh, what is it, uh, Sleeping Corpses Lie has more title changes than any other film ever made, I think. 
Yeah. And, and that's, that's the reason why a lot of those are Living public, Dead at Manchester though, Morgue and it keeps going on. Public domain movies now because they couldn't couldn't copyright all the different names they were releasing. And different cuts. Yeah. Different, different cuts. international cuts or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's not really my type of genre. I'm not like a big cannibal guy. I'm, I'm not, not like, fuck yeah, I want to watch people eat other people. Well, Cannibal Holocaust is one of those movies that like I think everybody watched for the shock value and they showed their friends for yeah. the shock value. I mean, it cool. was, you know, a lot of yeah. people get upset when they watch that movie because they. Cannibal Holocaust especially. Yeah, yeah yes. because they kill animals and that's. Oh. Well, that turtle scene's pretty fucking rough to it's watch. It's brutal, man. Yeah, it's it's hard muskrat, to watch. The muskrat scene is probably the worst part for me. I don't know what it is about that. Yeah. Oh, it's I mean, awful. Even, even this last season on the last drive-in, when they showed it on the last drive-in, Joe Bob did a separate commentary or a separate track yeah. or a separate video for when he would cut in between the movie so you wouldn't have to watch the movie because they knew that people didn't want to watch yeah, it yeah there was a lot of people that have seen it before and they were like hey i don't want to watch this movie again but i want to hear what he has to say about it yeah so like that was the first time they ever actually released the next day a separate commentary track for it that's amazing to where you can just watch the segments yeah and i, I watched it with a group of people that hadn't seen it before so i was kind of like i never wanted to watch it again Cause like Dave said, it's like I've when, shown you're, it before. when you're a teen, you're excited to see it. And I like, I remember liking it as a teen because shock value won me over. When I was 14, 15 years old, shit like that. It's just like, oh man, this is crazy. Oh yeah. I'm in grind. I'm into yeah. grindcore. I'm going to yeah. watch this fucking movie. Yeah. I'm going to watch this shit. But since then, like I haven't, oh, yeah. he's wearing a bolt yeah. thrower shirt. <laughs> I, I haven't given a fuck about watching it. So I watched it for a group of people that aren't even like they're horror fans, but not the most like die hard, deep dive horror fans. So watching their reactions was fun. I mean, they were almost like <laughs> fucking crying during some of the scenes, you know, it's, it's so rough and hard to watch. I mean, I tried to watch uh, it. I was watching it the next day when Rachel was in bed and I think she she sort of heard it and she's like, what are you watching? I'm like, I'll just turn it off. I'll uh, watch it later. <laughs> yeah, because it's supposed to be like a big like uh, thing about the media and like the sensationalist yeah. style of it's things. Very much like Takashi uh, when he yeah. makes his films. He's trying to let you understand like this is not OK. I'm not making a film that you're going to enjoy. I'm trying to shine a light on how awful humans yeah. are. But fuck, man, there's got to be a better way to do that. Yeah, than like killing fucking animals and stuff. Live, man, like a lot on of film. Yeah. He got it's a lot rough. of trouble for that. He did. He went to a lot of court uh, uh, hearings, and his his. The, I've seen. Uh, there's like a, there's, I think you might be able to find it on YouTube. There's a video of him at one of his hearings, and he's just trying. It's kind of like Takashi Mikai. He's he's like, I'm just trying to let you understand, like we suck. And yeah. I mean, to summarize the whole thing, well, and either you get it or you don't. He he got off. He didn't. He didn't get. He didn't get found guilty on any any charges that I remember. But it was also the 80s. We're talking like Judas yeah. Priest going to fucking, you know, go to prison for the rest of their he's lives. He's PETA enemy number one at that point. Fuck yeah. yeah. And I totally understand yeah. that. Well, also, if they didn't do that, are we talking about it right now? Like, if those scenes don't happen, if right. the movie's not the way it is, do we talk about it 40 years later? Yeah, Probably having a conversation yeah. about these things is important. Yeah. Um, but but I'm, whew. Yeah, I mean, if they didn't do all that shock value shit, we probably wouldn't even acknowledge that it existed. No, the movie's not great. Yeah, there's probably a hundred other cannibal movies that came out that year that we'll <laughs> never fucking talk about or even know they existed. Right. Okay. But well, think about it. Like, we there are like at the time there was a whole bunch that had come yeah. out, like Man from Deep River, all this stuff. But that's the one everyone knows. It's notorious. Yeah, it's notorious, and it's probably because all the court cases and shit too, though. Yeah, that helps them. It's just like you were talking about earlier, like banned in all these countries and all this stuff. That's what. Or like those, uh, the guinea pig movies for the longest Ooh, time, yeah. you know, those just kind of existed. And then Charlie Sheen gets high on fucking cocaine and watches one and calls the cops. Thanks. It's and real. They blow the fuck up. Snuff films. The thing. Yeah. yeah. The beginning of the snuff, like uh, the, the, what was the, uh, the bullshit? Like, Oh, it's real. Like the, yeah. You know, uh, he the, thought the one was real when it's literally like a 
It's a guy dressed wearing like a samurai helmet. I can't remember the name of this one. And he has like a woman tied to a table. And he's just like cutting like a piece of her body part off every segment. And Charlie Sheen watched that and was like, this is happening for real. (laughs) I wish I could remember the name of that one. They had like six or seven at that time. Yeah. I remember Mermaid in a Manhole. That's the one most people know. I don't know how. I guess maybe that was the easiest to get a hold of. It was during my tape trading days. And that's how I got a hold of it. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? That one's pretty fucking gross, too. But I don't don't think that's 1980s. No, it's not. But I think it definitely relates. Uh, We can go on to the Changeling and totally change this whole conversation. Changeling. I, I really enjoyed that movie, man. This is the George C. Scott uh, Changeling, uh, directed by uh, Peter Raddick. Probably the first ghost story that I enjoyed as a kid. It is a slow burn. I mean, it starts off strong with the whole family getting fucking killed, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. you know that Start strong. Things are going to be dark, and that's a thing. I don't know how often that happened before 1980, but it seems like a lot of movies now, especially haunted houses and shit, they always have to go with, like, you've lost your family, you've lost your wife, but that's the first time I saw it. It was like... Yeah, I mean, that, that movie was... And as you said, it was a slow burn. Like it's one of those movies that I was saying to Steve earlier. Like if they if they remade it today, like shot for shot, I don't think it would work. I don't think people would dig it. It would probably bore the shit out of people, or it would split people. Like the same way a lot of those, uh, what's that group called? A twenty one or whatever. A twenty four. I don't know. You fucking guys know. But they make like all those like kind of indie horror films, or it's considered yeah. like hipster yeah. hipster horror now. It probably have that same reaction where people are split down the middle on it. I think or, it's or like a, Midsummer, all those. It's a horror film like I, I've talked about before. That's like a, people who like all kinds of films who will like that horror film. Uh, those kind of people we either like or we love or we hate. But I understand both sides of that. Like, I love I, a slow burn. I love I, like the Wicker Man. I like slow burn and I like hard to occasionally. I know it's kind of weird because we just did our comedies and I talked about how much I like a lot of those. Sometimes I just want it to be dark and creepy the whole time. I don't need Mood. like weird one-liners. George C. Scott, I know I'm not going to get any comedy. Every now and then I'm going to laugh. <laughs> He's like, a straight man. He just, his, his anger sometimes makes me laugh. Like there's a scene like in The Changeling when like the door slams and there's some shit rattling and he just like stomps his feet. He's like, God damn, son of a bitch. Yeah, it's like he stumped his toe and, and he's mad at the ghost. And I'm like, he's just like an angry dad right now. And it's like no actual fear of this ghost, but the inconvenience of it. But uh, for those that haven't seen it, essentially, like his family dies at the beginning of this film. And uh, he goes, I don't know, some small town. And they're like, hey, we have a house you can rent through like our historian society, which is the fucking weirdest thing for that to be available. They're like, it should be a museum, but we're going to let it we're going to rent it out to you. And as soon as he moves in, weird shit starts happening. Yeah. You find out that his child was like drowned in a bathtub. Ghost in a wheelchair. Yeah, sometime. Ghost like, in a wheelchair. That's the movie. Yeah. That's what they should call that's it. That's a spoiler. The wheelchair oh. is the villain. <laughs> yeah, it kind I mean, of is, actually. Without without spoiling, you, you, you find out a little bit about the kid. And you found out yeah. about why, why the kid was murdered and how he dies. Because fuck him. That's why. Yeah, pretty much. I don't want to spoil it because it's a really good movie. And if, 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 it's if 40 you, years old. If you haven't spoiler. seen it. Okay, fine. So. We spoil fun. movies constantly on <laughs> the right, show. So I like you're going to save this one. <laughs> the, the 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 kid was supposed to inherit, I think, money from like his grandfather or something, but he was sickly. So his father was like, you know what? I'm just going to kill this kid and I'm going to go get another one. Yeah. So that's what he does. He goes and <laughs> nobody like knows. Bear, but kids. They, they say, well, we sent him off to Europe or something for treatment. It, something along those lines. They send the kid off and then he comes back and he's older. Fast forward to now times. George C. Scott living in this house being haunted. That kid is a senator. Or, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah a, he's, he's a senator. He plays a senator. Yeah. He's old as fuck. Yeah, and then George C. Scott <laughs> figures all this out, and he's like, hey. He's older than George C. Scott. Yes, older than George C. Scott in the 80s, so that tells you something. 
So he goes and he's like, hey, you know what happened. You weren't. You're not this kid. And yeah, I, I think figured he, it out. He gives him like a. He shows him well, like a medallion or something. I don't so know. I'm probably skipping something. Yeah. Well, he chooses like the worst time originally to like get a hold of the senator. It's right when a senator's getting on a plane. So he's like running through security, which the senator has like one rent-a-cop as a security, which something is something you can't do anymore. Hell and no. he's like waving this medallion, and the senator's like, "Yeah, fuck that." Getting on this plane, he knows some shit. I'm leaving. And then he sets up for like this lawyer or like detective. Yeah, probably a detective, not a lawyer to show up and like get the medallion back, which that's like your first like real kind of violent scene in it. Or probably the only one is like this car wreck. Yeah, it's not a really violent film. Yeah. Oh, that scene, though, where he's like looking in the mirror. I love that because like the car wreck happens where it smashes the windshield and then like the mirror that George C. Scott's looking in smashes and like cuts his like the side of his neck. This is like the last 30 minutes of the movie, too, yeah. which is weird. That's how slow burn this film is, by the way. Everything happens uh, at, in the last the 30 last minutes. 30 minutes. The rest of the time is him just doing like detective work for no reason. Like he's like a fucking music teacher, but he becomes like super he's detective, so like intense. Sherlock Holmes. Joe's like, got intense, man. Holy fuck. They dig a hole in this little girl's bedroom because they think the kid might have been buried there. So they dig like this 20 foot fucking deep oh, yeah, hole. Very stir of echoes yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So it's good. I mean, we skipped around a lot of shit in this movie, but if you want to watch like a slow burn, like good creepy film, if you like Hereditary, if you like Midsummer, yeah. uh, Midsummer, this is stuff, uh, yeah. things like that, and I it, think you really like it. Yeah, and it just uh, just looking at the Wikipedia page, the haunting. Says, it says Lamberto Bava directed Until Death, which was an unofficial made for TV sequel to this movie. No however, shit. however, there is no connection between the films. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, it's the one that like it did scare me as a kid. I think just the scene, like the little boy being drowned and shit, and I was like a little kid. I was like, yeah. oh fuck, that sucks. Like, Kids don't die in movies. What are you doing? Well, yeah, yeah he's talked just, about that before. Like, yeah, you know, you feel safe because they're not going to kill me. I'm ten. Yeah, you feel safe. Every horror movie, every slasher you ever watch, it's like nobody kills like the ten year old ever. It's always like, yeah, he's fine. Except that guy for money. <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Christmas Evil. Uh, we've got uh, City of the Living Dead, which we fucking we I we have to talk about. That. Love City of the Living Dead. It's yeah. a stupid fucking movie. Oh. So like a priest hangs himself. Yeah, it's right? how it starts. And then just like, oh, the <laughs> gates of hell are going to open. But where? Well, this very specific town you got to get to. Yeah. And it just it's fucking it's all Lovecraft. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Give me your little rant about City of the Living Dead before I go on like a tangent. Okay. Uh, I want to say a lot of stupid shit probably. So oh, I can't can, wait. You can just give the smart stuff. It's a it's a it's a faulty film. So, you know, you're going to get uh, some uh, some eye problems. There's probably going to be some uh, some insect or you know, a small Almost animal starts in New York somewhere. Yeah. Everything's going to look wet. It's going to be great. It's going to look good. It's going to sound good. The music is fucking fantastic. Um, it's a, uh, it's part of his, his trilogy of films, uh, the beyond, this is also known as the gates of hell, by the way. Um, let's see. And then there's a uh, fucking Jesus guys. Help me. I don't think that's the name of the film, Steve. <laughs> Are you talking about the trilogy? Yeah. The trilogy of films. I don't fucking know, dude. I don't know things. <laughs> I'll figure damn. it out. So I'm asking you. It's, it's the beyond just the gates of hell, here, man. which is this one. And then, uh, uh, fuck. My brain just died on me. Just go on. I'll figure it out. Yeah. And then, uh, th so he did these three films and they're very, all very Lovecraftian. And, um, oh, I, the thing about this film, I like it's a zombie film. Yes. Uh, but the zombies are not like any zombies you've ever seen before. They can literally just like teleport, which is fucking insane. So you don't have to worry about the slow moving zombies. Cause these motherfuckers will just appear right wherever the hell they want to. Um, it's, it's extremely graphic. Yeah, and also, like, why do Italians fucking hate cats? Oh. Can we, like, so, like, and this is going to come up later, 
But like they don't. So in horror movies, most of the time, the cat will jump up like at a window. But in every like Italian movie, especially like Fulci and Argento, it looks like there's a guy that's paid to fucking throw cats at people. Because the cats never come like in a diving way. They're always like sideways, like that yeah. weird like cat airspin. Like, I hope I land on my feet so yeah. I don't fucking die. And then they just run away scared. And I don't know where they run away to. Probably to go fucking kill themselves because they're getting thrown around on the house yeah. by the cemetery, Steve. Thank you, God. That damn. is the Dr. one. Dr. Freudstein. Why could I think of that? It's so funny. Everybody in YouTube is going, you dumb fuck. I was like, no, I no, just. The City of the Living Dead, was that the one where they the, where they, where they used the fan to throw maggots all over the yes. Yeah, the maggot yeah. scenes towards the end, and that's like yeah. the fucking grossest thing. Because you essentially have like. You got to have bugs in a Fulci film. You have two like separate couples in this. Uh, I don't remember exactly why each couple exists, but you have like a guy and a girl side, and they eventually come together, and it's like one area, and these fucking maggots all come out at them at once, and it's the grossest shit you'll ever see on screen. Green, man on top of all like the bloody eyes and the worms and all the other gross shit yeah i love do. i love the uh the, the the intestines pretty much coming out of the out of the mouths of uh, of some of the zombies i love that kind of stuff it's just but they really do just wing it in these movies like with the story because like you know this priest commits suicide i guess and then he becomes like this kind of like zombie master you know like necromancer or some shit don't know why and like they do teleport. Like, it's not like he's just going to walk at you like a zombie. He's no. just like, boom, I'm behind you. And then you're just fucking dead. Like, you don't even have to touch <laughs> you. Like, your face is just going to start bleeding. Like, you're like, oh, I'm really enjoying this cup of coffee today. Oh, what's that? My eyes are bleeding. What the fuck? Oh, a priest. Oh, ugh. yeah. The priest eyes. If he looks <laughs> at you and, and you catch his gaze, you're going to you're, you're turning into a zombie. Yeah, I guess it's better. Why don't than you what, squeeze your brains I mean, out? Yeah, the Catholic Church has probably done worse. So, fuck it. Yeah. Uh. Suave is also in this film. He's one of my favorite directors. He Suave. Rico Suave. Yeah, uh, he directed uh, Cemetery Man, and he's also in Demons, and uh, he's kind of a protege of, of uh, Dario Argento, uh, talking about fucking cats, Inferno. Yeah, I love Inferno. In, in well, Inferno, there's yeah. Always, like, there's always yeah. a cat scene in those films. Inferno, they fucking go ham. There's a scene with like 30 fucking cats getting thrown at that lady. I know. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is-? And it's probably the same cat thrower for City of the Living Dead. <laughs> it's a cat thrower. Argento not- probably saw that and was like, I got to get that motherfucker. He's got an arm. I'm going to put him and- in my Rolodex. And he's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. you did really well with that one cat. How do you feel about 30 cats? Because fuck Fulci. Yeah. I mean, dude, just- <laughs> I'm going to outdo this dude. I got yeah. money. If you're bored right now, go find Inferno. I'm pretty sure it's on Shutter. Oh, it's definitely on Tubi. And Tubi's free. So fuck it. Find it, go to about the middle of Inferno and watch like the 30 cats get thrown at somebody. Yeah. Cause it's, and you watch them. You can tell they're not like on set jumping off shit like a trainer's there. It's some fucking dude with like a Joe Montana arm throwing fucking cats. Oh, cat. it's perfect. Yeah. It's off, off screen. And uh, Inferno is the sequel to Suspiria. And I think it's actually a better film. It's weird though. You can because hate me all you want. That's the whole story. Like essentially, this, this chick finds a diary. And it, it's about like this, like what three sisters, right? And like three mothers. It's it's the, the second film of the Three Mothers trilogy. Oh, that's why it's that. Yeah. Oh, dude, you just explained so much to me. See, I was I spent my whole life thinking it just goes all by itself, and I'm like, who are these three mothers? And now here you are, making my day brighter as you do. Yeah. All I, you know. It's Suspiria, Inferno, an and Mother of Tears. Yeah. And the I, Mother of Tears actually has a very small cameo in this film. She's at the very beginning. She's the beautiful woman at the uh, like the amphitheater, like where the professor's doing his uh, whatever he's talking. And uh, the guy looks over, and that's that's supposed to be the Mother of Tears. For you see her for. 
two seconds. She mouths some words you don't even get to see. You don't even get to hear. And then she disappears and you don't see her for... 20 years later <laughs> another movie you always come away with so many like deep observations and i'm just always like they threw the fuck out of those cats in that movie man that wow <laughs> well argento this is also the year that we talked about like they we realized that italian films mattered especially americans because we're just they try to just keep it american and nationalistic crap uh you know contaminations up there contamination uh, well i have an entire list of some of the uh, italian filmmakers that were recognized in the 80s especially in 1980 and we have Joe D'Amato, uh, uh, Lommel. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce most people's names, but I've seen their names a hundred times. Antonio Magaretti. And Magaretti. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, that Falter. makes it better. <laughs> well, it's exactly because that's... Uh, Tarantino loves putting... He loves Italian film. That's why one of the heroin uh, things in Pulp Fiction is called Bava, because it's named after Mario Bava. No shit. You thought I was going to give a fuck about that, but I didn't. I didn't say you did. I'm just saying, I just wanted to no sell it. I didn't want to reply to it at all. I just wanted to make you just keep going. Uh, Even Paul Paul Nashi made one of his his like retro werewolf movies in 1980. I think it's called Return of the Werewolf. I don't even think I have it up there. But uh, so yeah, it sounds stupid. It's 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 kind of he still kind of used those universal looking monsters for his werewolf films, and I appreciate that stuff. Yeah, just a fucking kid in a mask. It's him. He directs himself. Is it okay? Yes, cool. it is. All I the Paul Nashi films. It's before there was a GoPro too, so I uh, did a lot of fucking work. They brought up Contamination, uh, the greatest alien ripoff movie yeah. of all time. Yeah, it was. It was I'm it not was gonna fun. sit here and act like that's a good movie. It's not, but it's I love fun. it. It's fun. It's a fun. I love that piece of shit movie. I love man. that piece of shit movie. We've been saying that for a long time. It's 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 bad, but I mean, it's it's not. I hate it. It's not super bad. It's super bad. It could be worse. It's pretty fucking awful. It reminds me of the episode of the uh, the Archie's Scary Mysteries or whatever with the Great Potato. If you saw that episode, I know I'm 12. But. I don't think there's one cat in that movie. There's not. How, how It can't be Italian. It can't be. It's because it's in the future. They're like, they're like, they're like not in the cat throw. We already fucked up all of our cats. Yeah. <laughs> there's no more We've cats. We've already murdered them all on set within the last 20 years. I think years. I was filming another, another movie and they tried to get somebody, but it didn't work. He was probably busy. I guarantee if you Google, like, why do Italian movies? have so many angry cats there's probably something there oh I'll, I'll don't do that. that just put in like yeah, Italian. do it don't do it dave just put in like italian pussy well if you think about contamination it's very much like an alien sequel where the aliens come to new york you know because you know italians love to film in new york or louisiana they love new york though they they do. i think city of the yeah, city of the dead or whatever city living dead yeah. yeah they're like oh it's new york every time i watch well, one to be I, just Arkham, wait, I think i just wait for the for the thing they just whatever buildings on the screen i just wait for oh, it no, to it's flash. Dunwich, yeah new york city yeah um Fulci loves to use uh lovecraft in his film so yeah is it, i think he's either dunwich or it was uh i think it was dunwich i think okay yeah correct uh, I, I should have went back and watched every one of these films, but I know most of them. So well, we watched a lot of the it. Italian ones on the on the, uh, the public domain, public domain theater, public did. domain theater, which you can find on our YouTube channel. I hate all these movies. Uh, this is also the kind of the year that <laughs> introduced the don't movies. Don't. Yeah, I, I haven't. I have not seen either of these movies. Don't answer, don't the, answer phone. the phone or don't, don't go, go in the house. house. How about don't watch them? <laughs> that's what we did we, <laughs> i sure as fuck did not i don't think that's i've like, seen them both but i i mean literally i was a child those titles don't do anything for me like don't answer the phone don't go in the house there was like a, those were selling points at the time though there was an indie director he knows you're alone I, which I is never, also a 1980 movie i never saw the movie but don't fuck in the woods i thought was a pretty crafty title oh I yeah okay, i thought yeah. that was a good title did that movie ever get made 
I think it did because I'm pretty sure I saw a Kickstarter for a sequel. So I guess the first oh one God. had to come Yeah, out. they probably did. Okay, cool. But I thought that. I, comment. I remember when I saw like the title for that. I was like, oh, that's fucking interesting. Uh, Dress to Kill. Dress to Kill. Dave, did you pull that tab up for us? Because that is a uh, that's a fantastic film. It's kind of gotten a little I bit of I also don't hate. know shit about that. Is that a ZZ Top song? It's kind of a Jallo film. <laughs> Slip inside my sleeping bags. Neo-noir slasher film. Yeah, oh, it sounds like it's up to my It's alley. a De Palma film. Oh, I've uh, probably seen it. I so it's like it. Carrie. He did Scarface. Um, uh, uh, Fan of the Paradise. He, he, I love that guy. Um, what a catalog. Does he have a box set? They should have. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it would like rival so many people. Paradise and Carrie, yeah. all that shit. Well, he also did a film that's not in 1980. It was like later on, uh, called uh, Dress to. I mean, Body Double, which is a very Body Double school. Yeah, it is. It's so good. But Dress to Kill has Michael Caine, and I forgot the uh, the main What's actress. What's the plot though? What's the? Give us a rundown, Dave. So Angie Dickinson. Angie Dickinson. The plot is Angie Dickinson. Okay. He, he was answering my question, but yeah. Anyways, what can you tell us about it, Dave? Yeah. So the film depicts the events leading up to a murder of a New York City housewife before following following a prostitute who witnesses the crime. <laughs> Perfect. So a prostitute witnesses a crime yeah. and then becomes the main character. Is that is this how this one works? Yeah, and you also you don't know who the killer is, which I like those kind of films. It's is the it kind a of, prostitute? It's the kind of who done it. <laughs> well, it's the thing is they always kind of keep it. It's it's either is it a woman? Is it not a is it yeah. not a woman? Is it a guy dressed up as a woman? Uh, these are the these are the things you have to. There's be a answered. lot of who done it's in 1980. Well, we're also coming out of the Jallo period, so you're the shla- the slashers are taking over and the Jallos are dying out. This is one of the last ones. It's not even an Italian film. So, but it's still very much a Jallo film. Yeah, see, I've, I've never seen that one. And I've heard of it. I just never, that's one yeah. of those that's like under my radar. Has the girl from RoboCop in it. I cannot remember her name. There's a lot of women in RoboCop, but. Yeah. Is that Nancy Allen? Yes, Nancy Allen. Jesus. She's also in Carrie. Nancy uh, Allen yeah. Jesus would be a cool name. Nancy Allen. <laughs> Jesus, Nancy Allen. Um, we can go on to, uh, what would you want to talk about? Eating Alive or Fade to Black? See, I don't know shit about Eating Alive. And that's another one, like. I just kind of skipped over, and that's that's on like uh, all the streaming sites too. For anyone that cares to watch it, but I assume it's another cannibal style movie. Yeah, uh, just not not my thing, man. That whole genre is not my thing. Fade the Black, uh, I haven't watched it in about twenty years. So good, uh, but that's one I really like because I think it it kind of panders to nerds. Because it's a, it's pretty much like a, the, a nerdy motherfucker becoming the killer. He wears like a different mask. Is that's the one where he wears like a different mask? And Dennis he just, like, Christopher, him, yeah. Right? Dennis Christopher is a nerd from like the nerd that we all wish we were, except for the you know murdering people. But uh, he he's he's bullied by Mickey Rourke at, at work. It's one of Mickey Rourke's first. What do films. you mean except for murdering? People? Okay, well I don't want to murder people, but hmm. the Mickey fantasy Rourke, pre pre surgery. Oh yeah, very very pre surgery. Uh, he's uh, he's just. He's it's almost like a psycho sort of thing. He's 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 bullied by his mom. He's choosing a wheelchair and then he's basically pushed to the edge. He falls in love with a, a Marilyn Monroe lookalike. Uh, he feels jilted by her, even though she didn't actually jilt him. She just forgot they had a date, which is kind of fucked. Well, check this. We but, have you know, people, but when you're that nerdy and you're that crazy and over the top that every little thing that you that counts against you, you're just like, it's it's because they hate me. It's because she she's I'm, I'm a joke. I'm the butt of their joke. So then next thing you know, he's he's literally his boss hates him. He's dressing yeah. up as some of his favorite people. And it's not not just horror films. He dresses up as a mummy. He dresses up as like Hopalong Cassidy. Yeah, it's got a, and then goes down and kills these people. It's got a killer cover. That's very like uh, he'll kind of do a parody of like the almost a lot of the Universal Monsters. Absolutely. Stuff. Yeah. But uh, it's fade the 
Dennis Christopher in Fade to Black. People used to laugh at Eric Benford. Now with every performance, he knocks them dead. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm gonna I need to watch this again because it really has been like twenty years since I've watched Bates, this. Thing. Yeah. I actually uh, watched movies. If Norman Bates watched movies, this would be that film. Uh yeah, he finds out that his mom is I mean his aunt is actually his fucking mom who doesn't want to Yeah, it's story my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and one of the things is he doesn't really murder everybody. He only kills a few people himself. Most of the time they die by their own means because he just scares them silly, which is cool. I like that. That's still murder. The ending is at the, the Grauman, the, uh, Grauman uh, theater at the time. Uh, I, forget, I think that's actually what it was called. I think it's called something else now. It, it changes change names every fucking 10 years. Yeah. See, that's it, what I like. Such- like about this episode, there's some of these that I haven't watched in forever. I've never watched in my life. And then you just have these VHSs. You're like, yeah, man, I fucking watch it every day. The black. <laughs> Eric Benford. This is, this is one of those movies that people don't really talk about as much as they should. When you look at like the plot synopsis and like the cover of the movie, you would think that would be more popular with like the horror crowd as like a cult classic. Yeah. It reminds me of popcorn. It was one of those films that uh, popcorn's fucking fantastic, too. I cannot wait till we get to that episode. Um, it's gonna be an hour and a half of me talking about popcorn. That's fine. Great movie. <laughs> we'll just talk about popcorn. Uh, but Fade to Black is very much like that. It's uh, it's it's just the horror nerd or the film nerd's revenge. That's what that is. Well, you know that, and that's another kind of theme in 1980, which who done it's in general are always this. It's always revenge. It's always like somebody fucked with that person. Now they're gonna murder everyone, or somebody fucked with that person's sister or kid. Now they're going to murder everybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Every single the, one of these. the theme is in a lot of these movies. Oh, it's, it's the, the school shooter fantasy bullshit. That's what that is. It's like you're pushing me so far. And now, you know, I'm yeah. going to I'm going to go here. I just feel like like Jamie Lee Curtis always got typecast into those movies, too. Especially if you go back like this was know, her year. If you want to consider like Rob Zombie's version of Michael Myers childhood, <laughs> if that's true. It's like, oh, yeah, that kid got fucked with. And then Jamie Lee Curtis is fucked because of it. Then you go to Terror Train. It's like, oh, you did a fucking shitty prank. Now everybody's going to die because of prom it. night, prom night, prom night and Terry Train both came out in 1980. Little kid gets fucking thrown out the window. And then I got to watch this bad movie now because of it. Oh, I love Terry Train. I said I was talking about prom, well, night. prom night, but it's well, Okay. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Where you're trying to come I'm off tonight. Guys. To I'm really off tonight. <laughs> Do you like prom night? Honestly, first prom night. No, it's too slow for me. I'm not into disco. That at the end though, that disco song fucks. There's it's it's one of those films that's really highly touted. But when I watched it um, yeah. as a kid, I didn't really like it, and then I went back and watched it because of Scream, I guess. And I was like, ah, eh, I mean, it's fun. It, it's a slasher film. I like all slasher films for one reason or another. It's just not the the the. I wouldn't even put it in my top twenty. Can I, I interrupt just to say that? Please I interrupt. I, I didn't think that I would hear Derek say. That disco song fucks tonight. I can get down that scene where that fucking head hits the stage and that music starts going and yeah. for like three minutes of fuckery to that whatever the fuck song it was. I can't remember. It's like not in my mind right now. That song, I'm like, man, I could get down to that shit. But the rest of the movie, I'm like, God, I got to watch all this to get to that. Uh, I just downloaded the song. And just added it to your playlist. It's yeah. not on my playlist, but it's going to be there. But I, I never, a lot of people love that prom night movie, man. And I never understood you know, they, they do kill a kid, which starts off with the kid going out the fucking window and landing on the glass. Leslie Nielsen's in it, so I was like, oh, cool, there's an old guy. <laughs> but the rest of it, man, I never cared about. And the twist is, like, right in front of you the whole time, so it's really not much of a mystery. Um, no cool kills. People yeah. are probably angry at me right now. I like I the, the whodunit aspect night. of it. 
But it's not, um, it's not, it's not in my top 20 of uh, slasher films. Mary Lou Prom Night 2 is the superior movie. Isn't it weird that uh, that's not it. wrong? Yeah, I love that movie. That movie's perfect. It's that's so like, over the top. The effects are really good. It's a great, I think we all just agreed on something. It's a it's brilliant true. horror. That's one of my favorite horror movies ever, which is why I, I can't judge anything else because I totally get why people are like, shut the fuck up. But I love that movie. So yeah, it's one of the few times where I'm like, I don't ever need to watch the first one again, which I haven't. I haven't watched Prom Night in forever. Unless somebody's like really wants to see fucking Prom Night. Yeah. Like, okay, I can watch Prom it. Prom Night 3, all that. Have you seen that one in a long time? I don't like Prom Night 3. It's not a lot I don't to talk think about. I've ever it's seen it's Prom just Night a straight. 3. I thought Part 3 is like a straight up comedy. Isn't the one like on the cover of it? It's got like the dude on like the motorcycle mm-hmm. and on the yeah. chopper. Yeah. The it's, Last Kiss. Yeah. It's very much kind of like then, the Slumber Party Massacre sequels. When you get to the fourth one, you're like, well, is part, there a fourth one? And there is. Yeah. Part 4 has to do with like the church and shit. And I, I've only seen that on like those like multiple eight movie Walmart packs and shit. Yeah. But I do like, uh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis's other movie from that year, Terror Train. Yeah. Um, I was a fan of that. And that's another one I haven't seen in forever. But I like the idea that he was like murdering people and then stealing like their costumes and shit. I thought that was a cool concept. That's great. Lots of cool masks and stuff in it. Terror Train I, is one of my favorite slasher films, period. I don't quite understand the mental breakdown at the start of that movie. Like. I'm like, Holy oh, fuck. oh my went, God, there's a body. I guess I'll wrap myself in curtains. Yeah, yeah but he was already it, it fucked up. Child. Yeah, he, yeah. Who, who knows? I mean, if you, if you the, yeah. the the actor they chose for that part, you can kind of look at it and go, he is just not a normal kid. He's, Why is he even in this fraternity? How is he even? How did he get the guts to even put that little stupid cap on to be hazed? He spins for so long. Yeah, what's well, in slow motion? Because you're thinking like, <laughs> oh yeah, he's gonna hang himself for sure, right? And then he fucking doesn't. And by the way, I don't see my bloody Valentine up there. Uh, well, we kind of went into that, didn't we? Well, let's talk about Terror Train. I just had a... Don't don't listen to my thoughts. You control this. No. I'm just yelling things. I've done three shots of bird. No, let's talk, we'll, we'll, we'll keep on with the Terror Train. Do what you if, like Terror Train? Do we agree with that? Yes. Oh, fuck. I don't like this. This anymore. room is going to blow up. <laughs> David uh, Copperfield? David Copperfield's great. Everybody in that film is fantastic. I, like, uh, I love train movies. It's weird. I've always been that way. Like if you, if you put a horror film on a train, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. I like the fact that they, they didn't call the train. train. <laughs> they never, they don't notice when he's in drag. I thought that was the weirdest thing. Cause David Copperfield's he's, assistant is he's such like, a slight bill person though. And he does a really good woman's voice. I mean, you hear it. That's his real voice when he's acting as her. No, but I can, and we just ruined the whole fucking movie, by the way. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make awkward silence. Happen. I ruined fucking Terror Train. For I love you. it. I mean, these movies aren't really about. They're the forty years much. old. This isn't like Scream, where it's like blatant the whole time. Like, who done it? Who's the killer? These who done it at the time were just like somebody's killing people, and there's gonna be a reveal at the end. And sometimes the reveal would have nothing to do with any character yeah. in the entire movie. And that's part of the uh, fun of some of those movies too, trying to figure out who's the killer, not just yeah. like watching the kills or. The suspense. And this was a New horror. Year's Eve, uh, a New Year's Eve horror film too. But it doesn't really get that kind of attention, yeah. like it should. But it's a New Year's Eve horror film. Do people that like to run trains? I don't know conductors Whoa. and shit. Oh, okay. no, I didn't know where you were no, going. With that not, one. not like, not like. <laughs> I've porn. had some friends, man. Not like Pornhub. I mean, they definitely do get drunk. But do they just get, get hammered all the time? Because every time I see something where somebody's working in like a fucking airport or train station in the eighties, there's just like beer cans and bourbon and every like. Where you can get away with it. Yeah, and you're traveling. And they were trying to hide the murders. Like they're at first, they're like, "Oh no, we got to cover this shit up. We don't want people to panic." I'm like, "Somebody's murdering people on your train." Yeah, you're isolated with a yeah. fucking serial killer, and you're like, "Hey, let's cover it up." And David Copperfield's like, "You guys want to see a card trick?" 
Yeah. I got cards. <laughs> let's, let's float this rose. I'm going to make the Statue of Liberty disappear don't, one don't day. Don't look at the murder. Don't look at the murder. Look over here. <laughs> yeah, it has Vanity in it, who was like a big thing in the, in the 80s and 90s with uh, the whole, you know, being attached to Prince well, uh, they, and Action Jackson. They thought he was, David Copperfield's like the red herring in it because they think he's the killer. Yes. How wild would that have been if David Copperfield was the fucking killer, though? I thought he was when I was first watched. I was like, oh, my God, because yeah. she goes through the yearbook and she's like, oh, my God, it's, it's, it's Kenny Hampson. And yeah, fuck it. We don't, we're just telling you everything. But, I have a uh, weird time believing that David Copperfield and Jamie Lee Curtis are the same age. I don't know why that seems so weird to me, but it's yeah, it's fucking weird. They both have held up. They both look fa- fantastic being for like being a 95 year old people. Magic. I mean, still, <laughs> it's magic. It's magic. It's I, feel magic. Like, I feel like magic's evolved past David Copperfield's card tricks and bullshit, though. People float now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand magic. Don't listen to me. Somebody else <laughs> is like a fucking magician. Is like that's not how it works. He's uh, a better magician than all of them. Oh. <laughs> hey, you, you obviously didn't watch the oh. special in the eighties, where it's like put your finger on the card. That's on all magic. It's yeah. great. I, I fell for that shit. I went it, to it a was show. So amazed. I went to his live show at Louisville Gardens. Oh, did you? Uh, when I, yeah. What, what year was this? Oh, this had to be like ninety four, maybe. 90 because I was I mean I was Checks a out. kid when that came out <laughs> do a fact check on it oh shit I just remember having this like program that was like for some reason like fucking two foot tall and like a foot wide the program for it and the whole thing was just his head and it just said David Copperfield and whatever tour it was I don't remember one trick he did though I don't think I gave a fuck card trick I was just there probably a, a lot card of card trick. tricks made somebody disappear a card trick like for with 10,000 people watching he made somebody's cocaine disappear there were some pretty ladies <laughs> there were some pretty ladies on stage I can tell you that I was I was like that's cool yeah he was the first uh, uh, I remember the magician who really went all out like yeah. for stage shows and all that stuff but yeah he uh, he is in this film why did, he, why did he do that movie I wonder what the story is behind like hey we gotta get he was still getting he we gotta get a real magician and David <laughs> Blaine's not born yet Oh shit, David fucking Blaine. Maybe he was alive by then. I feel like David Blaine's probably like fifty or sixty, so maybe. Magic. But no, I do love that movie. When I have to talk about the two Jamie Lee Curtis movies from nineteen eighty that are like your slashers, very similar in premise to just something bad happens at the beginning. Yeah, and then bad shit happens later on. Lots of there's no cool kills in that one either. It's just a good movie. The whole thing is like like you said the mystery. I love how he would just. Uh, Take the costume of the, the person who gets murdered, cool. and then you don't know. I don't know how he cleans up know. that fast. He cleans up real quick because when he kills like lizard guy, <laughs> yeah, or, like the In dude the walks away and it's like, hey, there's blood everywhere, and they come back like what two minutes later, and it's like there's no blood, and he's in the costume acting like he's drunk. Yeah. And then they want to judge him, even though they're sitting back there drinking beers like huh, alcohol. I'm like, you fucking dicks. Yeah. He's mad. He's out. Nobody does that. Uh, yeah, but it is weird. I didn't see my bloody Valentine up there, and that kind of fits along. The whole like bad things happening at the beginning, but this flips it around though because it's just a murder that happens at the beginning. It's uh, what Henry Warden has a song. Harry Warden. Harry Warden has a whole theme song that you should download or listen to on YouTube or fucking buy the, the album. Hanager Mind song. Yeah, they play it through the credits. That's a fun like a little Halloween hit. It's because it's 1981. This one, My Bloody Valentine. Is it really? I could have sworn My Bloody Valentine. That's why I signed up on my on my board. I think it came out in 1980. He just really wanted to talk about My Bloody. No, it's okay. I think My Bloody Valentine came out in 1980. This episode is going to be edited to death. It's okay. What? 81. I think it's 19. Maybe it was late. Maybe it was early 81. Maybe came out. We'll just cut this part out. Um, let's see. (laughs) <laughs> let's go on to uh, he, know, he Knows You're Alone is basically a blatant fucking Halloween ripoff I don't know what the hell that is it's, it's not great uh, I've never seen that one there, it's, there's so many so many fucking like uh, um, 
red herrings in that film. They're just just like Halloween, where she's looking through the window and he's out in the yard. It's like wow. The music is is I think it's Harry Manfredini. I think. Um, let's talk about House on the Edge of the, edge of the Park, which I, I, I I've seen a few times. It's basically a film that is a remake of um, Last House on the Left. It's got David Hess. It has a lot of the same people involved. It's yeah. the same premise. It's very home. This one's more of a home invasion film. It's, yeah, I watched it. That's another one I watched once, and I was just done with. I was not a big It's not fun to watch. Me. No, it's not. Uh, everyone does a really good job. Who of directed that one? I cannot remember. Is it is a Di- 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 Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm always afraid I'm going to say the names wrong. Well, I do it all the time, and it's fine. I mean, I'll butcher every name I ever say. Yeah. I mean, think about <laughs> even the American names. I was going to say, Lania Quagley. How do you yeah. say that? Yeah. Um, Humanoids from the Deep is one of my favorites. Uh, the, and that's actually directed by a female, and it's a very rapey fucking movie. See, I've never seen that one. That came up when I was uh, looking things up because I've seen another thing called Humanoids at some point. It, it, it had been remade. But I haven't seen Humanoids from the Deep. Humanoids from the Deep a- is a Roger Corman production, and uh, they actually put, spent some money, got some decent actors in there. It's got Vic Morrow, who got killed in Twilight Zone, the movie. Um, a lot of other film, uh, like cowboy western people are in this film. It's they actually spend some time and, and it looks really good. The effects are fucking fantastic. It's like Grizzly Gillman running around. But the problem is, is that all the Gillman want to spawn, so they're just raping women. And that's oh shit, really? Yes, yeah. That title makes it sound way more fun, and it's it's so much better than it deserves when you think really? about that premise. But like, yeah. it's oh, it's it's it looks fantastic. The acting is really well done. The the effects are really good, and they're it's done by Rob Oteen. That's just like that title would trick me though, because humanoids from the deep. I think it's just like goofy. I think of a goofy dick monster. I think of a goofy Roger Corman movie. Honestly, I think of like maybe a horror film, but not like Gilman. Yeah, I mean, even if you look at the poster, it says they're not human, but they hunt human women, not for killing, for mating. Oh, okay. Well, that that sums it up then. Yeah, and I guess you could look at it like, oh, well, it's it's just monsters trying to create babies so it's not really but they're raping fucking why don't they women. fuck each other <laughs> good point they don't want more monster babies I, I, there's no out. there's no female monsters in the film that I, that I can remember does anybody have a baby in this movie good point they do show like little embryos is that how you have mermaids oh my god is that how so. mermaids are made that's a way darker no, story because that because the the uh the history next on time, mermaids is how extremely homicidal they really are next time so that would explain a lot stupid girl was like i wish i was a mermaid i'm like well your mom would have been raped by a gill man right and you would have been that's what I meant. like it, that would be a perfect light line that's for that. the story for yeah. people are like oh mermaids but if you look at the history of like the yeah. the, the, the fantasy of get past the fantasy of mermaids they're murderous you know Awesome yeah. fucking fish woman. And that's like, fuck yeah, kill all these dudes because you're getting revenge. This movie said you just became a rape revenge movie now. I bet the creature from the Black Lagoon was pissed when this movie came out. It set his people back so far. Because like, I did all this work <laughs> to make us look like he was gentlemen. Just misunderstood. And then like, oh, the rest of them are just out there raping. <laughs> well, people. think about yeah. creature from Black, Black yeah. Lagoon. He just wants the woman yeah. and you don't really see he doesn't get her, so you don't know what he's gonna do. And he just leaves. He just went deep on he this. He just man. swims away. Good. And then uh. these poor gill people have this bad image until fucking Del Toro comes back and is like, Hey, I wanna fix this, guys. That's a great I'm way fix to look what at what Roger whole Corman thing. did to the gill people. Yeah. I'm gonna fix it, I'm gonna make them loving again. There's gonna be, this one's gonna have a real relationship. This woman is gonna love this gill man. There's gonna be zero rape in this movie yeah. and all the people are going to be the monsters just like real life all right because the original creature yeah. he, fuck you roger corman you son yeah. of a bitch original creature he wants her but she doesn't want him so what's gonna happen uh 
Human rights from the deep. Yeah. And, he, and, and apparently Joe Dante was originally offered the, to direct this movie. Yeah, he turned it down. He a turned lot of down. a lot of filmmakers turned Who down. What was Joe he, Dante doing in nineteen eighty? Not humanoids from the deep. The howling getting ready to come out. <laughs> oh, fuck me. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, that's that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good reason. My bad. That's a good one. I was like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Oh, I'm just doing the howling. I mean, it didn't come this. out. Yeah, it didn't come out yet, but it it, it was gonna. He would, yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. Oh, uh, shit. And he had done Piranha, and he was like trying to get. I think he. I could. I would, maybe I'm wrong, but I think he was trying to get away from the whole Roger Corman machine and start doing things by himself. And he was, you know. People were. He made good howling. choices. Yeah, he started doing more. He blew up. He did well. Yeah, getting b- bigger budgets, all that kind of thing. The thing about yeah. Roger Corman is he would just leave you alone. This yeah. is the idea. This is go go make it. Yeah, make it. Save me money. Somebody, don't spend attention. I've never heard a story of like Roger Corman was over my shoulder going, "You know, you should do this." I've never heard. Well, he's story. churning out so much shit, man. If you go like and we've talked about this before, if you look at that dude's credits on IMDb, it's just insane. Just producing, directing, Sorry whatever, man. It's just nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. In some years, he's putting out like 20 things, which is crazy. Yeah. And we've already uh, talked about Inferno. We already talked about Inferno. I mean, yeah. straight into Maniac. Still Maniac. one of my favorite Argento movies. Then Maniac, which going back to movies that make people uncomfortable. This one is a big one. Maniac is a hard one to watch. And I, I love this movie. I think it's great. But fuck, every time I watch it, I'm like, I feel gross right now. Well, like, I need a shower. You should feel gross after you watch well, it. Well, you know what's funny is the people that I've met through being a fan of this film are feminists and anti-feminists. Yeah. So, and I see both their sides because I'm trying to well, see both their sides. I'm like, but wow, the I know the feminists who actually look at this film and say, no, this is a feminist film. And then I see feminists who are like, no, this is a fucking woman hating film. And okay. I'm like, Wow. This is fucked. I can see both. I can see what you're both saying. And I'm just some white dude, some white cis male. I Uh, like to see people's views on a movie that I think I know is troubled and fucked up. I think. okay, so I do think it's a feminist movie, but I also think if let's go back to American Psycho. Yeah. Well, I think we need to go back to what we're talking about with cannibal Holocaust with the animals and shit. How, hey, they were just trying to prove a point about like this whole media thing. They did it the wrong way. I think Maniac is similar. Like Maniac's trying to show this whole like image of like. You know, at the very end, the guy fucking loses. The killer doesn't win. All the women come back and fuck him up, you know? Yeah. But they do all this awful, brutal shit leading up to it. The, that's when I see the argument for like, yeah, it's woman hating. There's a huge backlash. It, but it is woman. I mean, it is woman hating. That's the whole point of the story is this dude's a piece of shit. Yeah. So without that, you don't have the end game. But it didn't need to be as brutal as it was. No. Uh, but and, once again, would we be talking about it? Yeah, it's, it's the, it was We wouldn't the be 80s. talking about it. And... and uh, Billy Lustig, who pretty much financed, he saw other films and said, "Fuck, I can make this movie. I can make yeah. a better movie." He was with Joe Spinell. Joe Spinell is larger than life person, who's in like The Godfather. He's in lots of really good lots films. Of films. He made this film happen. Savini did special effects on this one. He right? did. Yeah, Savini's in it. He's a disco boy. Yeah, he's, he's a his disco boy. Blown, he gets his head blown off. He's the one in the car, the shotgun. Right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I forgot he's three nose job, Savini. I think. Yeah, I remember him talking about that. He had to like make his own head and shit for that. Mm-hmm. So, which is pretty fucking cool. They, it is. They, they, what was it? They they did that scene. They just didn't get. They didn't get licenses for it. They just did it real. Oh quick. yeah, they and just they did just it real ran. quick. Yeah, they just like straight ran again. That is him. Gorilla film. And the thing is, that's actually him in Joe Spinell's costume, blowing his own head off. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Because he knew how to do it. That's oh, absolutely. He's like, yeah, hey, I, gotta do it. I know how to do this shit. And plus, you you got one take. Don't fuck up my yeah. that thing that I spent hours stick uh, sticking like pig intestines into. I like that movie, and the cover of it's legendary. I oh, mean, it that's is. another one we always talk about covers, but that fucking like the crotch shot with yeah. the knife and the head is fucking brilliant. 
Uh, and I like the remake. I think Elijah the Wood did a so killer good. job yeah. on that. Man. So good. That dude's such a natural creep. It's almost scary. Oh, you're talking about in the remake or just no? It's just in general. Elijah it's weird Wood, because he was Elijah just like, Woods in, in the remake. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That dude's like naturally just a weird guy. Like when you look at him, you're like, this fucking guy's a creep. Yeah. If you don't know, he's Elijah Wood. If he hadn't been, you know, a a, a movie star, being say, it's kind of like being an adult trapped in a, in a child's body. That's how you can look at that film because he's yeah. a small person. He's got, you know, big doe eyes. He's that. He's that perfect character for that. Like idea a, of a character like a little rapey elf right yeah he's gross i hate it. and that's yeah. one of those it's like pov movie and i was like that's i, I don't want to fucking see me. this piece yeah. of shit yeah. and i was so wrong the remake yeah. is fantastic it is it's great the music is great the same with the music of the, the original maniac yeah, the, be- the best part about the remake is that little nod to the uh to the uh to the original and to the, the original poster where he turns and looks in the car and he's just holding the head. Yeah, the it's, knife. it's so good. And the thing about the poster you guys keep bringing up, it's a great thing, is that one of the interviews I'd seen of uh, a, of a 70s era feminist and she's like, look at the poster. It tells you right now everything you need to know about this awful film. Yeah. And she kept going about the, the tagline. It says, I told you not to go out tonight. And he's like, see, he's telling women not to even go outside. The thing about that, and she's I can pull it. I totally see her point of view. And fuck, yeah. But the, that was actually supposed to be the inner voice of himself talking to him. Don't go outside. Don't 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 leave the house because you're going to do something awful. Yeah. So it's weird how things can be looked at from different perspectives, especially a fucked up movie yeah. like this. Well, my perspective is always like, seen by a lot of people. So it can be kind of, you know talked about. I can never tell someone how to feel when they watch something. Fuck how you no. react to a joke. How do you react to it? I'm never I would never say, hey, you're wrong for feeling that way. But what I would ask is like, how should they make that character? If they're writing this character to be a piece of shit, this movie's about this character being a piece of shit. So we can get to the end game where we get the seat of destruction of this piece of shit. It's glorious by the women. How do we get there without him being that? Yeah. And that's, that's what I don't get. Sometimes people are like, Oh, well it's, it's woman hating. Yeah. I definitely see that. And if, if fucking, if you think it fucking sucks, great. But are you like protesting and saying it shouldn't exist? Or you're just saying, this is how I feel about it. Is you know that's that's where I stand on it. Like as long as you're not trying to say, hey, this movie should never fucking be made. Eh, For glorifying right. someone's evil point of view in a yeah. film, I don't agree with that. But if you're yeah. trying to make a well, Henry exists. Ex- oh God yeah. damn! And Henry's one of the best horror movies there is. But yeah. it, that totally glorifies it. But it shows you that side of him, and you're not supposed to like him. They don't yeah. make him likable at all. And I can't wait because I want to have an episode where we talk about films that are based on true crimes. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's definitely one of them. Definitely one of them. Yeah, um, and let's get a little happier and go to Motel Hell. Motel hey, Hell, holy fuck! Which is one of your favorites. It's. So I, think really, I think we all kind of enjoy you're that. You're a film, big Farmer we? Vincent guy. Oh, <laughs> I hate all that. kinds I hate of critters. I know you do. We we actually talked about that on, on an uh, earlier episode of not. Yeah, you're not a fan of Motel Hell. Farmer Vincent's fritters, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like Motel Hell. That's a good. It's movie. just not. Like Rory Calhoun. Well, man. Rory Calhoun was a the cowboy. He was like the essential cowboy from the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. And then they got him to be the main villain in Motel Hell. Which was really weird if you knew who he was. I knew who he was because my grandfather watched those like old westerns and stuff. Like I that. think that was a point. Like they were going to get this guy who you were like, oh, I know that guy. It's like having the Marlboro Man in your horror film. And you're like, Marlboro Man is a fucking psycho. It's perfect. I thought that movie was late 80s, by the way. No, 1980. Just uh, the cover and the story. John Ratzenberg from like Empire Strikes Back and Cheers. Yeah, just that house too. I like that you started with Empire Strikes Back and not Cheers. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's one of those things. I don't know what either of those things are. (laughs) 
<laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I've never seen a Star Wars movie. Star Wars. What is that? Uh, but that's it's a really that's a really fun. It's like a, a messed up film where they're like a, the a, almost the, the girl they were going to kill. They pretty much adopt and think they're going to put her into the clan of the uh, the of the, being and a farmer for it, for human flesh. They plant them like like cabbage. It's great. It's, they cut their uh, their vocal cords kind of yeah. like yeah. So they make weird gurgly noises. And uh, the little yeah. the, the the lights the, to keep them mesmerized, so that they're just keeping them ripe, so they yeah. can yeah, chop so them up and put them in fritters. Who directed that? I cannot remember at the time. I will figure that. Kevin out. Connor. Kevin Connor. I yeah. thought you're such a fan of it that you would know that. It takes like, my brain a second. Offhand, I said it. Like, <laughs> what else did he do? Because Motel Hell's weird as fuck. To be honest with you, land that time forgot. A lot of, like the land before time? No, the land that time forgot. The land that time forgot. I think that's the small person monster. Like, you know, that they're all shrunk down. The small person small monster. Person. Well, it's like monster film, but it's not. It's like small people. Lots being... of stuff that would not be considered horror. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That's weird. So I'm going to do Motel Hell. It's going to be weird as fuck, and then I'm going to vanish. <laughs> well, I mean, he did other stuff. I'm just going by. Well, Roger Spottiswoode, who did uh, um, uh, Terror Train, he that was his like a, yeah. I think his only horror film he ever did. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did Stop or My Mom Will Shoot and Turner and Hooch. Did he do that <laughs> at Terror Train? Yeah, yeah. Isn't there a train in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? Probably. You're thinking of Throw Mama. I'm from thinking the train. of Throw Mama. From train. <laughs> I don't think of that. That's a good one too. Is it the same cast members? No. Don't they both have Danny DeVito? I wonder if they Danny DeVito is. <laughs> Billy Crystal and... We're not even going to talk about Throw Mama from the Train. That's not a Danny DeVito movie? No, yeah, it is. is. It is, it is. See? The other one has Sylvester Stallone. That's uh, not Danny DeVito as well? That's no, twins who you the, said you've never it's, seen. It's, it's the chick from Golden Girls. Golden Girls. Yeah, the old one. Danny DeVito. <laughs> I like that you said the old one. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Anyway, motel things, man. I just hang no, out. Let's step on to fucking. Uh, let's. Oh, just... We got to say one thing about motel. Okay, head is thinks it. about this conversations everywhere. Every, everybody thinks about like the 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 giant chainsaw fight. Right, the chainsaw right. fight in uh, the, the pig, pig head. head. Yeah, it's a very. That's what I think it's about. Very, it's Super very. Uh, it's a very uh, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre two moment almost. Well, it's before just, that, though. yeah, and it's kind of bad advertisement because it's it's in the movie for five minutes, but it's so fucking good. Yeah, well, that's it, every fight because you know he, yeah. they have a slaughterhouse, so he just sticks a damn pig's head on his on his on his head. Yeah, and his attacks that was it the cop. I can't remember. I mean, what do you have that you always have with you, motherfucker? You're gonna talk the about the pig's pig head. head. Yeah. yeah, I actually have this costume, and that yeah, was you're the, a real uh, problem. <laughs> that was the, that was the first Fangoria magazine. You guys hungry? I got some fritters. That was the first Fangoria magazine that got. Uh, band. That's the first one I ever really? bought. Yeah, that it's was a bloody vest that I issue, had. Issue number nine of uh, Fangora magazine. Oh, had, I'm talking about the one I had was a bloody vest that had it on there. But yeah, issue number nine. Yeah. Holy that, shit! I know that, I got it. That uh, he was on the front cover with a pig head and the chainsaw, and it got banned because it was too gory. That was the first time people were like, "Holy shit!" Well, can't here's something that a lot of people don't really know about is that Fangoria really did not start out as a horror magazine. The first five issues were not really horror. They they had horror like sci-fi. They were yeah. It was it's a Starlog magazine company, okay, yeah. Antico, and then it wasn't until like episode episode uh, issue four or five that they were like, no, let's just go full horror. And then that's when you know Fangoria was really Fangoria. Fangoria. So before that, they had like they had, literally had like Spock on one of the covers, like a little you know thumbnail. I'm not kidding. It's Godzilla's on the very first issue. Fangoria. See why would they do that though when you have Starlog? If you have Starlog, why would you fucking do Fangoria and make it the same thing? It was all a, it was all a trick. It's slightly probably. different, but not completely horror. They didn't go okay. full bore. Fuck it, let's fucking core in the ass. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, I, I didn't get like episode four. I probably didn't have an issue of that until late, late night, like ninety nine, two thousand. Oh wow, yeah. The starting to get towards the bad years yeah. is when I come in, and like Rue Morgue starts taking over. 
Um, I've uh, got Night of the Demon up there. Night of the Demon is actually a horror, like a gore. I only know the plural one. Yeah, it's it's a Bigfoot gore movie. Bigfoot? Bigfoot. But Bigfoot. Yeah, Sasquatch. Big feet. Where the fuck's the demon at then? This is the Night of the Demon. Because he is a demon and he's spooky. He's not a demon. He's a monster. Same thing. No. Some people can be referred to as demons and so can Bigfoot. Bigfoot's not a demon. <laughs> He's very adamant. He sounds hurt. Derek, by Derek is upset. Like, don't call him a Bigfoot. Because you demon. have to be dead to be a demon. You can't just like be a. De- you can't be born a demon. Demons, I'm sorry, demon semen. Not the Bigfoot demon. No, doesn't work for you either. Demon semen. Oh shit! Yeah. What's it about? Bigfoot. What's he do? He hurts people. Does he demonize? Things? <laughs> <laughs> well, humans don't need to be demonized. Do you, uh, do you see Bigfoot in it? Yes. Is he blurry? He's not good. He's not a good one. Does he look like it's a kind of like the werewolf in Silver Bullets? Like, oh, I'm so, so glad they didn't show it too much. So they don't even try to make him look like a demon mashup of Bigfoot. No, it's just a dude in a furry suit. Yeah. Oh yeah, it looks bad. Oh, you looked it up. Okay. <laughs> I mean, do you see that? Holy fuck! <laughs> it looks like every '80s metal drummer. Oh yeah. <laughs> At this time, I remember there was the uh, the Bigfoot in uh, was it the Six Million Dollar Man, and it was just you know. Well, yeah, but that's okay because that's a TV show. Yeah, I know. Those are low budget and bullshit. They're fun. But if you're going to tell me, is that called Night of the Demon or Night? Night. I just forgot the T because I write fast. Okay. So it's called Night of the Demon, but it's just a furry man. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even Bigfoot, really. I saw that picture. Oh, man. That's not even Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot in 1980. That's a furry man. Do they call it Bigfoot in it? Or are you just saying it? I don't think they call it. I can't remember. I I think you just associate a furry man with Bigfoot. (laughs) I think it's. I think it's a furry demon man, and you're fucking up Bigfoot's good name. I didn't name it by calling it Bigfoot. The plot, I guarantee, the plot's not like fucking Night of the Demon featuring Bigfoot. (laughs) I I think you just made that up. No, it's really it's a real movie. I don't think it's Bigfoot though. I think it's furry demon. Settle this right now. It's he doesn't want to he doesn't want to come down to the thing that it's a Bigfoot movie. Furry demon man. Furry demon man. Or yeah. Bigfoot. It, I don't, does, it, it does look pretty awful. Just, all you have to do is read the plot. All you have to do is pull up the fucking plot. It's going to say, furry demon man terrorizes town. It's not going to say Bigfoot terrorizes <laughs> town because they don't want to describe Bigfoot has a good name. Bigfoot's never done anything wrong in history but get hunted by fucking white people. Yeah. And now you're going to try to make him evil? Not me. The film centers on an anthropologist who, along with a group of his pupils, embarks on an expedition to prove the existence of Bigfoot. And a rural region of northern California, only to be stalked and systematically slaughtered by the creature. Yeah, it's a slasher movie. The creature, yeah, the creature that they're referring to, fucking Bigfoot as Bigfoot. I'm gonna watch the movie. If they don't call it fucking Bigfoot, <laughs> they're coming it, after me. What if it's just a demon that put on a furry suit? Because they're like, you know, demons got a bad rap. We're gonna fuck up Bigfoot. I think the old forester has kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to like go somewhere with this because I I never heard of this movie and I think it's very interesting that it's just a dude in a furry suit and it's called Night of the Demon. And demons and Bigfoot have nothing to do with each other. It's definitely not a good title for a Bigfoot movie because that doesn't even make me think like, oh, this could be like, a Bigfoot movie because I lo- I love Bigfoot movies. I've got a bunch and that's not one. It'd be like if you called Jaws Swimming with Demons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. Where's the demons? Oh, it's the shark. It's mean. It's a demon. You fuck. just call it a shark. I get, just call it I, shark. Get, I get your point, but you're... No, I don't like this labeling. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then you have, a, let's see, a zombie holocaust. What is that? I haven't seen that one, Steve. Is that like Cannibal Holocaust, but with dead people who could also be demons? Uh, that was one I haven't seen in, I don't know, since I was in high school. And uh, I remember the uh, the soundtrack being great. I think it's uh, 
Fabrizi who did that. Not Fabrizi. <laughs> Fucking Fabrizi. This episode sucks. Um, this is what makes your couch smell better. I don't know. Let's skip. So th- we have The Shining. We have The Fog. And we have Friday the 13th. Yeah, those we have are the, the three notable had, Yeah, the ones that films. everybody was expecting. Let's talk about, about those because that's that's where it's all about. Or we can do like To All a Good Night, which is directed by David Hess. There's there's a few other we, to we all can a good wrap night, this up with. I don't know anything about. What do you know about To All a Good Night? Because I've never heard of that. And I like David Hess. It's so a slasher film just, uh, in, in the holiday season. And David Hess is, uh, everyone knows David Hess if you're a horror fan. Uh, Last House on the Left, Swamp Thing. Um, he's actually his name. So that's oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, it's fine. House that, by the house at the end of the at the edge of the park. You know, he's in those. Other thing to keep and in mind with 1980 is we're like a year and a half past Halloween, mm-hmm. and that's why there's so many fucking holiday related things. Even though they say it wasn't there, my bloody Valentine, and you got like prom night. And <laughs> apparently, you said to all a good night, and then Terror Train was set on New Year's Christmas Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Christmas Evil, yeah, we skipped over that one. Yeah, like I mean, it's just like it's funny that you have Halloween and then all these movies in 1980. You're like, yeah, we're gonna fuck up every holiday. Yeah, you have to. It's cash in. Which I think, uh, Happy Birthday or whatever the fuck was it? Happy Birthday to me. Was it, that came out like 83, 84? Yeah. They like the 80s are like we're gonna check off every possible. There's holiday. bloody birthday, April, April Fool's Day, yeah. all that. But this is really the start of it. 1980 is the start of like, hey, Halloween exists. Let's start hitting all these dates. Not only yeah, you're not uh, not only you're gonna have a slasher film, you're gonna have a slasher film on a holiday. Yeah. So to all the night is like a Christmas one, right? So before, well, yeah, pre Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, a pre very yeah. There's no Linnea, damn it. I'm sorry. There's no Linnea, but there is a David Hess. That's um, what that counts for something. Yeah, he he's a very intense human being. Have you ever seen any, any interviews? I've ever met him. Um, He's perfect for all those movies that he's in. Like when he's in the swamp, when he's in Swamp Thing, it's Krug, which is funny because that's where they got the name Freddy Krueger, by the way. Um, is that like he's just so intense? He is those characters, and he claims to be a hippie at one time. Like fuck, dude, you're the complete opposite. <laughs> you're very free and you're very open with your body and, and yeah. your mind is very expanded. Fuck, man, you want to do some damage? At least the way that you're so intense. Yeah. And I was a big fan of David Hess. Look at all his roles, though. How can you not be an intense dude? Right. I mean, he's perfect. Yeah, yeah that dude's always it's in. like William really Forsyth in 1980, roles. man. I would have PTSD probably from doing some of the films that that dude was on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but after that, I mean, really the last three... Uh, you had at the bottom The Shining, The Fog, and Friday the 13th. And I've got duh next to it, like duh. <laughs> duh, no shit, 1980. Uh, the Shining, universally loved by horror fans. It's my introduction to Jack Nicholson as a kid, which is like the worst introduction to a human probably. But Man, it's so... Not the best first impression. And it's become it's come under fire because of Stephen King, and I don't agree with that. Because he didn't like it. He hated it. But uh, a it's bitch. a fantastic film. He's been a real Alan Moore about the shit. But look at the things that Stephen King did. That he yeah. Okay, the remake is exactly how he wanted it to be. And the best parts of that are the fantasy parts, where the, the yeah. nightmare visions that Danny has of his dad are the best scenes. Has anybody brought that back up to Stephen King, though, in the last, like, 20 years? Because, I mean, he might have just had no chill back then. And yeah. I'm like, fuck it, I hate it. Well, but things change. He was still young to... Make you yeah. have his movies, his his books uh, made into movies. So this is not. It's like somebody buys your property and then they want to make their own piece of art yeah. out of it. It's how it works. You want your vision though a certain way, right? And even if it was good, which 
people are pretty split on The Shining. As much as it's loved, I know really a lot of people. Split hate on it. It. I know a like, lot of people that fucking I think there's hate like, that movie. Yeah, there's there. It's, that's what I meant. It's like it's grown because Stephen King yeah. has been so adamant about it, and people want to be like, well, yeah, he's the writer. It's like I understand that, but if I give you an idea and you make an entire movie out of it, it's 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 not. It's like people saying, well, is, the book is better than the movie. It's like, well, fuck, no shit. It always yeah. will. Well, not always will be, but for the most part, it will be because you can take that. Yeah. Unless you're going to take a, a miniseries or a series of films on that one book, there's no way to do it justice. I remember when Doctor Sleep came out, and I'm acting like that's a long time ago, but eight months ago when Doctor Sleep came out, it's a great movie. A lot of the horror, you know, forums and shit on Facebook would bring up like, you know, The Shining. And there's always those elitists that have to go with what Stephen King says. And they're like, well, the Stephen Weber version is the best version. You're crazy. But they I don't love it because it's over there on VHS. Yeah, but they would, they would fight about that shit like mm-hmm. nonstop. And I, I think that's a good miniseries. I thought it was okay. Yeah. But the movie's like iconic. You know, everything like, that he yeah. spent. He, I mean, there's a documentary called uh, Kubrick's Boxes or something like that. And what he does and how he goes about mm-hmm. making his films. And the amount, like, you think that I get crazy sometimes where I even get, like, block my brain out because I'm overloaded. Yeah. Like, that was him every fucking day. And he would call up Stephen King at 3 o'clock in the morning and be like, how do you feel about this weird psychedelic thing, this idea? And he's like, Stephen King's like, it's 2.30 in the morning, Stanley. What are you talking about? Everything do you he think does Stephen King especially. was asleep at 2.30 in the morning in the 80s? Not in Coke, no, not in <laughs> yeah, Coke. Yeah, he's that, coked that, out. That right wasn't real shit. snow. That was cocaine out of Stephen King's fucking nose. Uh, that, that movie was great. I mean, you know, for me, that was my introduction to Stanley Kubrick and his style of making movies. So I really liked the movie because just the way it was shot, not knowing, you know, I'd never read The the Shining when I saw the movie when I was like 12 or whatever. Yeah. I didn't fucking read back then. <laughs> you don't read now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I think a lot of like Stephen King fans, people like my age, especially We'll compare it to the book. And I'm like, dude, when you saw, there's no fucking way when you saw Pet Cemetery and The Shining when you're fucking nine that you read those books, you fucking liars. I read yeah. Cujo when I was 10 or 11. It's the first book I ever read. I've never read Cujo. I probably used it to balance my desk at some point. Oh, I shouldn't have read it that young. Man, yeah. it's, it's, there's some fucked up. I mean, it's Stephen King. You're a big D. Wallace fan. I, I, <laughs> is she in the book? Well, that's the thing is I hadn't seen the movie yet. My mom gave me that book, the hardback book, and it's like the shit. What the fuck? My mom's not. There's a picture of me with it, and I should not have even had it. It's It's because you were reading. That's it. Oh my! Maybe that's what it is. Well, my mom introduced me to film, to horror films especially. Yeah. And then she she gave me this book, and I was like, oh cool. And there's it has like the monster in the closet, like all this stuff that's not in the movie. Yeah. You're it's freaking me the fuck out. And then there's a ton of sex in it. When I was a kid, sometimes I would compare like uh, I would watch the Go- <laughs> I would watch the Goosebumps series and compare it to my Goosebumps books. That's about as far as I got with books and Man. TV shows. And I'm like this isn't true to it at all. Motherfuckers, yeah. the dummy doesn't look like that. Um, Actually, it was pretty spot on. That Goosebumps show was the shit. And <laughs> <laughs> I love the Goosebumps. Uh, and the thing about that you talk about Doctor Sleep that he actually contacted Stephen King and told him like, look, I'm going to make a sequel to the movie with Doctor Sleep. Did the man? Yes, he called Stephen King. No, come I'm on. And he called him up and he's like, "Look, I'm I'm making I'm using your 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 book, but I'm making a sequel to Stanley's movie. Yeah, it's something you're gonna have to come to terms to with. And if you can't, then I'm not gonna do it. And they finally he agrees. Like I understand. He's like, because I want to see what the next chapter is of yeah. Stanley. And the, at the end of the book, the 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 hotel blows up. All the things are different. But if you go through Stanley Kubrick's ending, he can take that those characters and keep going with them, and it makes more sense. And then you get to revisit the hotel in the yeah. in the film. So he, I can't believe we're talking about a movie that's not even 1980, but it connects to The Shining. That's a fantastic way to look at 
taking a source material and making it your own. So when he argues that he didn't like The Shining, Stephen King, well, come on, man. Well, that's why I wonder, though, with the doc- him like, greenlighting Dr. Sleep, is it, did they ever ask him in recent interviews, how do you feel about The Shining now uh, compared to how you felt I'd like to know 40 too, yeah. years ago when you're coked up and you're this young guy with a lot of fucking money and an ego? Now you're old and you have a son that's just as dorky as you. Probably like a lot more chill at that point. Yeah. But then I don't want to stay on The Shining fucking forever. There's, uh, there's volumes and, and documentaries and, about this film. And if you didn't hate me, you're going to fucking hate me now. Here we go. I fucking hate The Fog. John think, Carpenter's Ghost story. Ghost Pirates. I think that's the biggest piece of shit movie that people love. I, I think don't you're understand really being it. Uh, crazy. I don't fucking understand it. I hate it so much. What, you don't like Adrian Barbeau? Is that what no, I love Adrian John, Barbeau. Yeah, I Tom love Atkins, John Carpenter. Atkins, I love Tom Atkins. Jamie Lee Curtis. Nah. That's her third movie of the year, right? Yeah, at least on this list. Yeah, but, but yeah, technically. I just yeah. never... Trifecta. That movie, like... I like some of like, the scenery and shit. But I just don't fucking like the movie, man. Every time I've ever watched it, I've been bored to death. and I don't understand why. I understand but, what you're saying. Because even like this is the film, it's very early on and people always kind of forget how, how movies are made. That movie and Hallow- Halloween were both kind of the same where they weren't even finished and yeah. then they had to go back and change things to make it better. With Halloween, it was the music. Yeah. With The Fog, it was a whole lot of reshoots. Oh, I thought you were going to say with The Fog, they forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't agree with you at all and that's okay. No, I get we've it. we talked about The Fog before. Um, it's just that ghost story. I love ghost stories. I love the the whole it's another Lovecraft story people you know he yeah. it's totally Lovecraft and um I love all that I I just like I like the music in it I love the actors there it, it does have a lot of plot holes there's a lot of things that don't make sense but that's fantasy films I don't care that's fine I can deal yeah. with that um Rob Oteen's uh, makeup effects really make me fucking hard in this film I love all the little I love how everything's not lit overlit where you can't see what the fuck you're going on it's going on so you're always yeah, looking fog. deeper uh, i love all the characters all the ones we've talked about um i don't know it's just one of those films i just it, i just it made it. money too it, it, it cost them 1.1 million to make there wasn't a film made, like this ever yeah, and it made 21.3 so yeah, that's a no, win for carpenter yeah there's no film like and nobody else was like let's make a movie about fog well apparently they were on vacation i think in uh stonehenge and he was like what's in that fog bank what could it be in that fog bank yeah. to deborah hill because they were still together at the time and that's what you get. You get the movie The Fog, and I, I really enjoy it. I think it's a creepy fucking movie. I just don't like it. It never clicked with me, but I'm glad people do love it. Like, yeah, it's a slow burn. Most of my friends love it. Anytime I say something bad about The Fog, which I try not to. Like, I'm not the dude that gets on Facebook. It's like, me, you like The Fog. Me, you fucking shucks. Me, I troll about other things. I don't troll about fucking movies. Yeah. I got other things I can poke at you about. But, yeah, I mean, it does have, like, a huge following. I'm the only person I know that doesn't like that movie. That's the one that I'm always, like, the ugly duckling on. I'm just like, yeah, oh, it's it's fine. sucks. And you should be happy that he made The Fog because it, this was part of a two-picture deal. He got to make Escape from New York because he made The Fog. Yeah. Boom, boom. Well, you know, he could have made boom. it just a different picture, though. He didn't have to make The Fog. Well, so, I love The but, Fog. We can move on to Friday the 13th and then end this mother. Friday the 13th is, uh, you know, that's probably... For most horror fans, what got them into the genre? I mean, we all like to be cool and hipster about things. And be like, well, the first movie I saw was Inferno when I was four at daycare. They showed it while I was putting blocks together. But <laughs> the reality is... It was Friday the 13th. It was on Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. It was on TNT or whatever. It was on. Showing it every day. And then they fucked over Halloween all the time because they played Friday the 13th on Halloween. Yeah, that's, that's the true. first time I ever saw it. I, and they wouldn't play Halloween yeah. half the time. I was like four. And the only reason why I remember this, I fucking hate Ari Lehman. I 
fucking hate him. I don't care. He's not listening to this podcast. Actually, he probably is. Gets more hits than his. I doubt it. Dick Star's a fan, and he hates Dick Star. So we're good. So I remember trick or treating and going to my grandma's house. Like me and all my cousins would pour. (laughs) We'd pour our fucking candy out on the floor, you know, and just fucking sit there and we watch whatever movies on the screen. And Friday the Thirteenth was on, and I thought the movie was over, and that boat scene happened. And all of us shit our pants at once when he jumped out of the water. Yeah. And that's really what got me into those movies. Because then, like, right after that, part two played. And I was like, who's the potato sack guy? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And then, like, one person in the room was trying to explain it to me. This is an anomaly. Like, cool. But after that, like, anytime I would see it, like, on TV, I'd watch those movies. And that's probably what got me into slashers and all this weird shit was that franchise. And Kevin Bacon. Kevin the Bacon, Bacon is good. The bacon is good. The bacon is good in this movie. It's not my favorite in the franchise, though. I don't I think do it's anybody's it. favorite in the franchise. It's 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 the uh, that's what I mean. It's like it's the anomaly. It's the one that's not nearly as good as any other sequels. Most yeah. I have to say that Steve Miner's directing direction in two and three is better. Uh, I watched them in reverse. I saw three, two, and then one. Um, and when I got to one, I was like, oh, that was fun. And then I, I, as I got older, I went back and just re- rewatched it a lot, and I appreciate everything that, that Sean Cunningham had done. Um, <clears throat> well, yeah, that's probably most people though. When you think about Friday the 13th. I like whodunits. That's yeah, what it is. Well, that's what I was going to go to. It's a jallo. So it's following that formula we beach, talked about earlier. Off of a, you know, Bay of Blood. Well, the formula we talked about earlier with 1980s movies, uh, something bad happening, then somebody coming for revenge. Yeah. In this case, it's a lady's son drowns. And so she wants to fucking kill campers. Don't, don't know, know why. We don't know that yet. Not the best logic. Yeah, it's a, it's a whodunit. I mean, you kind of know it. If you, if you watch it as an adult. It's pretty obvious that she's the fucking killer. I thought they were smart to use men's hands throughout the most of the film. I'm saying like the last 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Like it's pretty obvious. Now leading up to it, you don't know shit because they don't show Oh, as soon you as she anything, gets out of that no Jeep, way. you're like, holy yeah, fuck. That's when you're like, okay, there. And everybody else is dead. I miss his for you. Unless it's one of, like, of the Christmas. One of the kids that were <laughs> off camera or something. Some 12 year olds like, I'm just fucking hate people. <laughs> Sleepaway camp style. Oh, yeah. But and I love that movie. Uh, and I go I go back and watch it probably two or three times a year. The whole like series. It's not my favorite in the series, but I just I do like the whodunit vibe. I hate Ari, but I love that end scene, that little jump scare at the very end. Yeah. Which they completely like Tom Savini, man. The next movie. They're just like, oh, yeah, fuck, it was a dream. Yeah, this and Dawn of the Dead made Tom Savini's career just explode in the 80s. It made Kevin Bacon's career explode. Yeah, and you know, I think we've discussed this before on an earlier episode is that um he didn't he kind of disowned this film until not Twenty maybe ten years ago. I don't. It wasn't on his IMBD for the longest time. That's so weird or to Wikipedia me. Wikipedia or that, nothing. That dude does like weird shit. You now. show your dick in Hollow Man. <laughs> well, I guess maybe going. maybe he uh, updated his IMDb page before he showed his dick. Well, in with, before Snow well, Echoes and Hollow Man, he hadn't even revisited the genre since Hollow. You know, Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth, and you because he was trying to go later. full Hollywood, probably because he didn't get money. Yeah, tremors. He did Tremors. Hollow Man that was, it. was a big fucking movie. Was it? Oh yeah. I remember it came out on my birthday, so yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, this is my movie. Got the adventures of babysitting. Uh, what's her name? Uh, she's in that. I um, mean, it's a big fucking deal. And it's, but, a, it's a high special effects film. But Friday the well, 13th. Friday the guys, uh, special effects in that one are fucking great. And man. they are great. And uh, they still hold up. I mean, there's some there's some issues now with all the extra, extra 4K, 8K fucking versions. You can see all the. Well, we're getting a new one. Yeah, <sighs> yeah it looks amazing. The but, box set. But that's like, those fans are always like double dip, triple dip. I don't think so. If you're a Blu-ray collector, that last box set that came out was like a limited release, and it was instantly going for like two or three hundred dollars on eBay after like six months. I was managing Fye at the time when they came out. I got one shipment of those fucking things and never saw them again. Because my whole thing was always box set comes in, 
set it on the back counter, wait for it to go on clearance because nobody's going to buy this shit for $120. Right. We sold the three copies we had, never sell them again. I was like, fuck. Next thing you know, they're on eBay for like $200. So at least this new release that's coming out through Screen Factory, you get all the movies, get a cool fucking box with it. If you pre-ordered in time, you get the posters and shit. Uh, Joe Robinson did one of them, which is really fucking cool. Yeah, he's a friend of ours. And we're getting the uncut version of part two. We're getting all that shit. Somebody found like a fucking VHS and I think a Dave brought this up dumpster week, yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And uh, so that's cool. So we're getting, and we're getting some special features with part one that we haven't had before. Some commentary tracks, shit like that. So if you're a fan of Friday the 13th, now is the time. If you didn't buy it in physical media, the other 8,000 times it's come out, this is the time to get it on Blu-ray. The only thing I'm concerned about is the... Uh the uh, 3d version it said it was blu-ray 3d like you have to have a 3d player you have to have a 3d player this time because it's actual 3d yeah there's ways you're, around that they could have done it well you're met, they've already released it on that bullshit 3d with the shitty glasses oh yeah well yeah but i wanted this new box set to have it too so i can only have one box set but this is the real fucking 3d this is the original this is how you we're gonna have a 3d episode i don't have i the, love 3d I don't have a TV films. for it well, most people, 3D died off pretty quickly. You know, they were trying to push it. Back, and they died yeah. in, you know? The whole having to buy a having to buy a, t- a 3D television, 3D player, th- you know, I, that sucks. Um, when when Blu-ray first came out and they gave you 3D glasses with the disc, they looked fucking good. Because actually, we yeah. did a we did a little small premiere party of a uh, my buddy Valentine 3D at Dave's house, yeah. and it looked fucking great. When Tom Atkins comes across the screen with that shotgun, we're all like, "Damn, that looks amazing." I'm not a 3D guy. I don't give a fuck about any of that. I can't wait. But I am going to put that in somebody's 3D TV and watch it. And their TV, I'm going to ram that disc right into the fucking TV like an idiot. Uh, oh, you don't even know how fucking TVs work anymore. But Friday the 13th is probably the most like influential movie that came out in 1980, which people are probably screaming right now with me saying that. But Oh, that you led can't to, deny that. That led to like the, the real slasher boom. Like all the garbage that I love from the 80s probably comes from Friday the 13th existing. Yeah. Ari Lehman can still eat a bag of dicks. But but I love Friday the 13th. <laughs> and he's not even the real Jason cuz Jason wasn't really a character yet. So, you know. Yes, the, that's that's, that's so part, of the, part of the, the whole thing. thing with the anomaly. Like this film uh, you take it by itself, it's not remarkable in a whole lot of ways besides Tom Savini's effects. Yeah. And then the that the just blew up a whole franchise that just nobody saw coming. I think the female really wasn't until part the three. old lady female killer is probably something you'd never really see yeah. in other movies. Well, so. that's why that joke works so well in Scream because they're like, "Oh, it's well, Jason, Jason!" And that, everybody's like, "Yeah, she's right." And everybody who's that's, a normal top forty horror fan yeah. is like, "Fuck yeah, she is right." And we're all like, "No, that's, that's not what, right." <laughs> that's what I was getting to before I got way sidetracked earlier. Oh, sorry. That Scream thing was like they do the you know. Who's Kevin the killer on Friday the 13th? And it's, you know, oh, yeah, Jason, Jason, Jason. I know Drew Barrymore's like, hi, bitch is about to die. <laughs> Gutted boyfriend, now you're dead. That's every high schooler's dream. Uh, but that's most people you talk to have watched the sequels because those are the ones that get played the most because people want to see Jason. The only time you get Friday the 13th part one is if it's leading to a marathon that they're going to play the other movies. You never get part one by itself. You can do channel surf and part six will come on after fucking Wheel of Fortune one. Yeah. But part one's never going to do that. It's really a well done film. It's a great ripoff, and they always come, they always talk about how this is a ripoff. This is yeah. a ripoff of this. You know, Victor, yeah. uh, the guy who wrote the, the screenplay, he's Victor like, Miller. Yeah, he's always talking about it. You, we can go into the whole controversy with I the game and all that if you want. Yeah, to. that's for a whole different day. I just but, wish they would calm their tits and just fucking give us another movie. I know people don't like reboots. They're like, I hey, the same thing. It's been over a decade. It's been over ten years. Give me another slasher. I just want to see Jason on the screen stabbing shit. Right. 
I don't require that much. I just want to see characters that I love and grew up with doing the same shit they've always done. That's all I need to be happy. I don't need to critique and go, well, the acting wasn't that good. I'm like, was there gore? Were the characters <laughs> likable enough to where when some of them died, I was like, oh, no. Right. I liked Valentine when it came out. You're like, oh, that piece of, it's a piece of shit. I'm like, it's really well done slasher film. What do you slasher, want out of this? Dude. This is what 1980 brought us. A shit ton of slashers. And you can tell when a director yeah. appreciates the genre. Yeah. That, that guy. Yeah. And apparently in 1980, a lot of slashers that I like from then, none of these directors gave a fuck about the genre because they went on to do throw mama from the train or whatever the fuck. <laughs> but I well, never, you can t- you can take the bits and pieces of the slasher films that came out in the 80s or 1980. And that's what pretty much spawned everything. You have the he knows you're alone. There's so many little bits and pieces that Kevin Williamson took and put in Scream. Same with Friday the 13th. Yeah. Uh, there's things from the fog. There's all these little things that are fantastic about 1980. And this is the year that started the whole decade that we all know and love. Yeah, and you can see it from this. I mean, every movie that you watch in the 80s was influenced by this fucking year with the slashers from Friday the 13th or the style of like Prom Night or the weird comedy style of Motel Hell or Argentel and Fulci's weird shit that we got a ton of for the next decade. And then it kind of faded later on. Definitely no Um, influence from Night of Demon. Night of the Demon. Night Night of the Demon. Good idea. We got Harry and the Henderson. Night of Sasquatch was probably already taken. Yeah, we did get Harry Dear God, no. (laughs) <laughs> their guy knows a great movie yeah it is <laughs> but uh, we'll end it on that 1980 was a fun year to go through i got to revisit a few of these uh but me being like the argento fanboy that i am but inferno is like it's a high favorite point. from this for me high point uh what's your favorite film from 1980 oh man it's tough i have to it's not tough you're gonna say no, Motel. I'm, I'm gonna say three Motel. different ones you're you not can't do it. you just get to pick one you get what I'm going to go ahead and say mine just so we don't get on the You can line. agree. We can agree. I care. Sure. We can talk later, The buddy. Changeling. Changeling? Oh, Changeling's my favorite. Fantastic. It's a great choice. It's good. There are so many up there that I fucking love. Uh, I love Fulci films. I love Ar- you know, Argento. I- I'm going to go with Inferno, The Fog. Huh? What? Uh, you're over there, are you, are you damning me? <laughs> and believe it or not, Contamination, because I love alien ripoff films, and that was the first one that I can remember. Cool. And well, it was fun. It was fun. To- I, well, at least he said Inferno. He like got me with Inferno, and then he fucking baited me and said Contamination and fucking The Fog. Sorry. He set me up. No. Those, are, those are fantastic films. Um, if I Okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just say my favorite 80, 1980 horror film, period, is Terror Train. The one you're not... I don't care. It's, it's, I like you again. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wrap it up, guys. Terror Train's brilliant. Either way, I'm leaving because he put fog and contamination on that. So fuck this. Oh Let's wrap God. it up. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much. Um, you guys want to have any closing remarks before we get the hell out of here? I have nothing. My closing remarks was my rant about the 80s. I try to fade it out, but we didn't. We start talking about the fucking fog again. So I just want to leave. <laughs> oh, I've got nothing after that. I mean, oh, my he's God. Just, he's ruined it for everybody. Well, thank you, guys. Well, yeah, everybody who got ruined, thank you all so much. Uh, please subscribe on our YouTube channel and like and subscribe. Find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple iTunes, sorry, uh, Anchor FM, CastBox, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Podcast Addict, uh, Public Radio, uh, po- Pocket Cast, Breaker. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, all of our new uh, listeners in Paraguay and Brazil. So that's pretty awesome. Thank you all so much. We're out of here. Yay, bye. All I really right. don't hate the fog that much. Don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>